screen, I want to remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list, look around the site. Uh, that's where we post the, um, when we do the iTunes stuff, the audio side of this, we post a link to it. If you want to listen to the, to the actual audio podcast, you can listen to it directly through the website. I'm going to try to work on getting an app and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, one man band over here. One man and one woman part-time. But, you know, we're working on that kind of stuff. If you want to get patches, the patches are also available on Hank Strange. There you go. Get those patches. Help support us. Pay for even making the patches. If you get those, when Lola mails it out, there's a whole bunch of these. Uh, here, let me see. I'll take one. I'll actually take one out of the plastic and show you guys. Boom! Have you gotten? Have you guys gotten one of these? The gun vote sticker from NSF. Yeah, that's a bad subject to me because I'm a member of the National Shooting Sports <laughs> Foundation and I ain't got nothing. Walter <laughs> complaining. But, but, but a receipt for me paying them for the shot show. Walter's complaining. Let's get into the show here. It's gonna be a good show tonight. Let me hit the button. Get it going here. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. I say make sure Wife you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live. And we are live. Can we see? Come on. Let's see jazz hands, people. Come on, Andy. You know you got to do the jazz hands. Oh, I'm doing it. See it. I'm doing go. it. He's doing the jazz hands. <laughs> I hope you have your big girl panties on because we are live. <laughs> this is episode 632 of the Who Move My Freedom <laughs> podcast. Our special guest is Andy from Hightower Armory. Boom. There he goes. Hey, guys. America. Got the, America. Got the flag <laughs> up there and everything. We also have Walter Keller. He's also He's here back. from Safety Harbor Firearms joining us. He's back. Walter's in the building. Am I, am I, too, am I too white? Is the light yeah. too bright in here? Am I too uh, white? I don't know if it's the light, but uh, I do know that you were officially voted the whitest man in America by one dude. That is, that, is an awesome, that is an awesome title, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> and I asked him if, he, if there was a plaque or something, but... I've honestly been busy, so I didn't. Someone get else that in that same little thread said I was closed-minded too. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Uh. Is that on that last that last video? <laughs> here, the, here's the, your closed-minded. <laughs> you know, if you're from the you're closed-minded right here. <laughs> What's that, Andy? That was on that last video about uh, the the Kyle incident in Kenosha. Yes, Kenosha. yes. Um, yeah, because I, I put up a snippet. I ended up watching that one of you guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people no, didn't like no. what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Poor protester. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm guessing those were some Antifa people. Um, I'm guessing, you know, those were some soy boys that are out there. Some simps, you know. I'm not talking about the Simpsons either. <laughs> yeah. So insensitive. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, listen. World, that's how the world is, folks. It's insensitive. Yeah, we're, we are insensitive savages. Savages. That's right. <laughs> Yes. Um, so listen, check this. Listen, I got called names too. We don't. We don't even have to get into that. Yeah, it doesn't really phase me. Yeah. Every, everyone, you know who? You know who escaped? Babyface. I don't think Babyface got enough hate. That's my complaint about that. He was eating the worst. That was the problem. Everyone was jealous. Yeah. <laughs> One of that sandwich. <laughs> um, by the way, the show is brought to us tonight by Safety Harbor Firearms, where Walter's from, of course. Uh, smash those thumbs ups for you guys out there. Smash the thumbs ups. Share this. We appreciate all of that. Uh, let us know who needs the uh, who needs the shout outs out there. DCG44 says, "Hey, HTA is back. Yes, they're back in the building." 
you know, we can't we can't show the guns, but we could talk about it. I'll roll some stuff in from their Instagram. You guys should go over to the Instagram and check that out. What are you gonna say, Walt? No, I'm 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 saying yeah, yeah. They're in the house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would reach around behind me here and grab something. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> don't do it don't do it uh it's way yeah don't do it <laughs> or i can just reach underneath uh, oh, yeah, don't, oh. don't do it <laughs> don't do it okay. behave yourself you are not carol baskin you're not on dancing with the stars so just behave yourself <laughs> okay i i don't think i'm ever gonna get on dancing with the stars you it might happen if carol baskin can get on there come on I'm not throwing anybody in an, out of an airplane over the Gulf of Mexico. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I was going to say, if, if Walter's on there while Carol Baskin is on, he's going to disappear in about five days. Mm, uh, that's, interesting. By the next show, he's gone <laughs> without Listen a train. Act. Either yeah. that or her current husband will disappear, you know. And, Tiger uh, bait. Tiger next, bait. Thing, next thing you know, Walter somehow, you know, got spirited <laughs> away to the old... Baskin Ranch or something like that. Been in on that action, that rich old lady action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then I know who's gonna definitely kill you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There'd be a, there'd yeah. be a shootout at the uh, at the Raskin at the Baskin Corral. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Let's see. This uh, where should where should we even start here? Where should we start tonight? Let's talk about. Do? Let's talk about our guest. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, let's see what's going on with uh, Hightower Armory. If you guys haven't heard of Hightower Armory, um, how would we describe Hightower Armory to the folks out there? And unless you have the, uh, unless you have one of the kits just out of the thing, we can't actually show it, Andy. But how would you describe it? I'll go to your Instagram and run some stuff in. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I do have one of the the kits here that. Uh, well, we'll put it this way. You wouldn't be able to tell that it wasn't just the kid, but I don't want to risk it for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we could prove, we could show and prove that it's not the kid, maybe it would be fine. Yeah. But we can so wait on that. We'll, we'll let the people, yeah, we'll I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to get we'll anyone in trouble here. So basically what we, we specialize in is uh, injection molded, uh, particularly accessories for uh, various firearms, but our, our probably our best known products. Um, are our uh, bullpup conversions. We have them for both the Ruger 1022 and the uh, High Point Carbine series of rifles, and that includes all five of the uh, calibers that they currently offer, uh, 10 millimeter, 45, 40, uh, 9 millimeter, and 380. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then of course the Ruger 1022, um, pretty pretty classic, pretty mm -hmm. quintessential. Um, and so yeah, we've, we've been doing uh, bullpup kits for them uh, for the last uh, almost 10 years now. Um, and then we have some other accessories and things like that uh, as well. But th those are probably our best known products. Uh, would be those uh, those two. So. Yeah, the PS the uh, PS ninety or P ninety style uh, ten twenty two clone, I think is cool. Uh, but the the latest one that you did for for the high point carbine, that's a really good looking. I mean, you know. Yeah, because I, I love high we point, can, we can but the high point is ugly. <laughs> this, Let's be yeah, honest. I like those guys. This is an oh, empty hold on. stock. showing a stock. Yeah, there's Let's nothing in here for you yeah. YouTube folks. Yeah, you know that okay. don't know anything about guns. There's nothing in there. Yeah, um, that's not a barrel. Slow down, Walter. You got to show that that thing's not a barrel. That's not, not a barrel. barrel. That's just a piece of plastic. See, yeah. I can bend okay. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. See, this unlike thing, unlike you, Andy, Walter doesn't care if we get kicked off. He doesn't care. But <laughs> that's good. <laughs> this is the definition of ugly. <laughs> yeah, this is the original um, high no, tower, um, high point. Nobody can tell me this is 
No. Yeah. It's fugly. I mean, it's got the face ripping off plastic right here. You know, yeah. it takes your skin off. Um, you don't yeah. have to say it, Andy, but it, it's fugly. Yeah. No. And, no. <laughs> yeah. And we, we realize, we recognize, Andy, that you do. Do you, you work with the High Point guys, right? Or you, you know those guys? Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, in fact, I've uh, been uh, talking a little bit more more frequently now with uh, the the new owners over there. Um, the gentleman who owned it uh, sounds like he's retired, from what I understand, and um, so we've actually been sending some um, uh, sample products for them to test, and so they're doing some uh, evaluations when, on them. Is that news? Um, when did that happen? Yeah, that's fairly new, actually. So um, early on, High Point was uh, fairly, um, we'll say, uh, defensive about any new stuff coming out. I think they were, you know, I don't know if it was a, a, a liability thing or if they were worried about, um, you know, just uh, diluting the brand or, you know, it could be for a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we first came out, uh, they weren't, it didn't seem like they were terribly excited about it. Um, now they, they've certainly warmed up to it and we're really excited about that. Um, the uh, gentleman I've worked over there, uh, his name's Andy, uh, which is nice for me easy to remember but uh uh-huh. andy strassel mm-hmm. um is is one of the new uh, owners he's the son of uh the former owner um and so yeah it's been been really good we've had some productive uh conversations and and they've been taking a look at our stuff and so we're really hoping that um we can get uh get uh, you know everything with their um they have like a lifetime warranty and everything and we'd love to get everything you know uh, on the same page with them so that they can go yep this is uh, you know, approved by us, and uh, this is you know totally fine to use and everything. And so that's really what this whole process is about. Uh, and then also too, for going forward, you know, if we come up with other uh, ideas and other concepts, then that's going to give uh, us a kind of a, a channel and avenue to work in uh, with them to see if you know there's maybe some product that uh, they'd like to see that we could fill a niche, uh, mm-hmm. you know, role for. So mm-hmm. um, no, we're really excited about that. And uh, in fact, I know Andy over there at uh, High Point just posted some. Uh, pictures they they just built a new indoor shooting range and it's gorgeous it's, oh, it's cool. super let cool go, let me go over to their thing we we deal with dave dave is still there right so, so, so far, yeah so okay. well dave uh dave works at mks uh so that's the distributor for high point so um i, I believe it was, it was tom d back in um the early 90s he mm-hmm. came up with the idea for the high point series of um pistols and carbines uh along with um i believe it was mike strassel uh who was the owner of strassel machine who did uh, various uh, uh, die-cast operations and stuff. And so mm-hmm. his expertise got used to help start High Point. And I think he maybe was a part of a part owner at the time. I can't remember the whole story there, so don't quote me on any of that. Uh, but long story short, um, then Strassel Machine ended up buying uh, High Point out. And I think if you look on any of the High Points that have come out more recently, they say right on them, they have like the SM stamp on them oh, on the side of their okay. Yeah. Strassel machine. Oh, let, let me take a look. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what's so yeah, going to so be that, on the Yeet Cannon, I guess, when the Yeet Cannon yeah. comes out. That's all under so, the new um, new management, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's going to be coming out. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Dave uh, um, uh, Kawaka over at uh, uh, MKS, they do the distributorship for High Point. So High Point makes the products. MKS then distributes them to the various dealers. Um, and so it's kind of a, a symbiotic relationship that way for them where they, they work together to distribute high point. Um, but yeah, Dave's a great guy. I've worked with him, um, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also working with, um, uh, long shot manufacturing. Um, if you've heard of them, they do various rails, uh, for different firearms. Um, mm, and no. so one of them that they're doing now, or it's not a rail, excuse me, but they're doing, um, some muzzle brakes, uh, suppressor, um, or faux suppressors, I should say barrel shrouds. Um, they're doing a few other things uh, specifically for our kits um, mm-hmm. because people have been asking 
or accessories that work, you know, with our kit uh, directly so that everything, you know, mates up nice and, and kind of gives it one um, continuous look. And so that's what uh, Longshot's working on. Um, so we're, we've got a couple different smaller things going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no major products that we're ready to reveal, but there are different things that we're, we're always working on and we're always open to uh, new ideas. So if there's something that people want to see, um, you know, send us emails, uh, shoot us a message. We would love to see what you guys would like. Yeah, well, Walter? uh, Walter's whispering something. What's your thing, Walt? A real high-capacity magazine for the high <laughs> That's and that's not, yeah, a, that's not, a, not, a, not two of them stuck together. Not, <laughs> not. And that's been, yeah, that's been like far and away our biggest request. And it's something that we definitely are working on. Yep. Yeah. Drum, and drum mag, our, drum mag, Walter wants. Is, it, is that a nine or is that the. This is a uh, 45, one of the Korean. 45. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I was going to say, because I've got the. Uh, um, New, the 45. Neck and it works. New neck and it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that like a 1911? Yeah. It's one, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you can actually modify, and I think there are like ProMag was doing a forty-five round drum or forty-five caliber drum in mm. I think it's forty rounds, um, and so yeah, yeah, we've done some testing with that, and and they seem to work you well. Guys but, need yeah, to we make one that works. Absolutely. Well, that's mm. the biggest thing is is developing ideally like a twenty round plus magazine that would be um, si- uh, single to double stacks. That's the one issue with the high yeah. point. We get a lot of questions like. Can't you make it take Glock mags? Can't you make it take, you know, Sig mags or something like that? And the problem is, is that the receiver on the high point is designed in such a way that it would only allow for a single stack magazine. Yeah. Now, what we did do on our high point uh, carbine stock, if if any of you have it, you, you already know this, but um, the magazine well on our stocks are interchangeable. So it, it does a couple of things. It allows us to uh, use the same stock body for um, different calibers where we can swap out the inserts to uh, allow it to work with different, you know, between nine and, and 40, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that it does is that down the road, if we do come out with a double stack magazine, what it's going to allow us to do then would be to um, remove, you'd be able to remove that uh, magazine while insert and then put the new double stack magazine insert in so that you can essentially hold it. Uh, Cause right now the problem is if we come out with a double stack magazine, um, that goes, you know, from double to a single, mm-hmm. it's not going to fit in anybody's high point carbine or pistol because the magwell, it's part of the frame uh, in the case of the pistol, it's part of the stock in the case of the carbine. So there's really not anything we can do yeah. to make it retroactively fit. We can only make it retrofit to our product. Um, and so that's been the big thing too, is it, it's an expensive magazines are inherently expensive. We've, we've made magazines, um, uh, you know, for the 1022, they're not a cheap product to make. Um, they're hard to get exactly right. And the margins on them are not particularly good. So you have to sell a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's inherently the, the downfall, the issue with trying to come up with a double stack magazine uh, that's only going to work with your product. And so, right. you know, we can we can look at how many of them we have out in the market. We know how many stocks we've sold um, and in what caliber. But the problem is we also know, okay, we at most we can make you know, X number of dollars on a given unit. And in order to recoup our, you know, in, in many cases, like it could easily be into the hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to design a mag. You got to sell Mold, tens of molding price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So it's, so it's tough. It's, it's hard. I know there's a lot of people that are eager for us to do it. It's just, it, it's a, it's a business uh, yeah. issue for us. And, mm-hmm. and we fully accept too, that if we come out with it, there's, there's a good chance we sell more stocks, which can also help pay, you know, co- offset that cost. Yeah. So, there is that, but we also don't want to jump into a blind and assume, okay, if we come out with it, we're going to sell 20% more stocks or something. Yeah. We, ju- we just don't know. Size-wise, you guys are not a big company, right? 
No, no, we're fairly small. We're, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a, a big operation by any means. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mostly me. And you met my brother. He is actually working tonight. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's not a huge um, operation by any means. There's a few other people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty small, you know, you're run of the mill, small American company, basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so it, it yeah, which is nice. I mean, it, it allows us to do um, things a little bit more, you know, quickly than it than other companies. There's a lot less, you know, um, overhead to deal with and, and the red tape to try to get stuff done, projects mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. It's really just what we decide to do. We can pursue it. But it also limits, you know, we're smaller budgets and stuff. So although we're a little faster to respond to what the market wants, it also takes more time and effort and money on our parts to actually accomplish that that goal. It's not, you know, we don't have millions of dollars sitting around waiting to be invested in right, something. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the, that's the risk, but you know, it's, there's always, there's always opportunities and this industry is always innovating. Um, it, it's really cool to see what people will come out with every year um, at Chacho and, and other events like that. Um, lately it's felt like it's, it's maybe been tougher. You know, we, there, there, we are going to get to a point where there's only so many cool things that we can do before they become prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's such a, an expanding, amazing industry that there's just so many different things, little niches. And that's why companies like us, that, that's the, the spot we thrive in. Um, you know, we're not trying to make an AR stock. Um, we're not trying to do something that everyone's doing. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to survive as a small company in one of these little niche areas. And, and that seems to do uh, pretty well for us. That's where we really, you know, can, can thrive. Yeah. Brian Quick says Hank wants an integrally suppressed bullpup that takes Glock mags. <laughs> um, we can work on that. Yeah. So, uh, Walter, did you want to ask a question here before I jump in? No, no. I'm just, I'm just listening. Okay. My thing Yeah, is, I mean, it's, yeah, ahead, well, one thing I could say was, yeah, it's mm-hmm. sometimes better to make widgets than to make um, battleships, you right. know, so to speak. So mm-hmm. you can make a lot of different widgets. And, and sell to a lot of different things versus that one thing, you know, and it's like everybody's not, you know, you, you've probably heard it, you know, about your like high point stock, it costs more than the gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it turns it into something that, that you can show people and not be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I think it, it's it worth it in the case. First of all, we're not talking about a super expensive gun, right? What? No, so, no, that's the other yeah. thing too. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, but yeah, it, it it changes it from being something that's uh, to be something. Oh, that's yeah. Cool it kicks looking. it up a notch, man. Yeah, it takes yeah, it into yeah. that like real sci-fi realm. Right. You know, I mean, it, looks it makes like, it way it more like, than a carbine. Obviously, it's a bullpup. What are you looking? What are you looking for? Looks like the XM8 up on my oh. wall there. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. very XM8. Uh, uh, you know, similar to the lines and and some of the curvature and stuff. Um, well, and that's the thing too, is we do get that question a lot, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it costs more than the gun, you know, how do you justify that? And it's kind of like, well, if you look at, you know, look at any higher end AR stock, um, Mm -hmm. you're talking, you know, for like the, the Magpul PRS, you're talking two, 300 bucks, somewhere in that window, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or the, the UBR Mm -hmm. and and they're all kind of in that zone of like around $200. And if you look at them side by side, I guarantee there's more that goes into one of our stocks than a lot of those stocks. And so but people, there, there's a weird mental thing that people have where it's like, well, if it costs more than the gun, it's, it's not worth it. And, and at the end of the day, what it costs us to build something is not contingent on what the, the rifle that it goes on is. Right. That's purely, uh, you know, what our suppliers charges for things, how much labor goes into it, all that stuff. It's a so, lot cheaper than trying to build a bullpup around that high point carbine. <laughs> I can right. That. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, if you want to compare, and, and that's really a better comparison, mm-hmm. it's, that'd be more apples to apples. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, if you want to build a, a bullpup, if you want to, or not even build, but let's just say you want to own a bullpup, mm-hmm. maybe you're completely never done it. Uh, you, you've seen them at the range or you, you've seen them on uh, movies or videos or whatever, and you want to just try it. Our bullpup is going to be your very best option in terms of a, of a cost, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, benefit type thing. You're, you're talking about something like almost a third of the price of a Tavor, you know, out the door to be done. Um, there's maybe one or two other bullpups that I can think of that are in that thousand to fifteen hundred range, but it's pretty much us in that category for center fire bullpups. I mean, you're really not going to find too many that are are you know inexpensive uh, right. to that to that degree to around the five hundred dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's I mean, really what we're what we're going for. Go ahead, Walt. I mean, I, I make stocks that are two, three, depending on what you tail hook or regular stock. And some people say, well, they're kind of expensive. I'd say, well, they're made. They're not made in China. I can say right. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and some of our stuff is kind of unique. And you know, it's go ahead and get the get the one with the plastic and the velcro if you want. But you know, I mean, um, to each his own. Yeah. You know, we, everyone we, has we to can't... decide what they're. Everyone has to decide what they're going for. And if if the company is smaller, you know, and not getting uh, like better margins like a bigger company would get on stuff, then you know you're gonna have to think about all of that. And if you want an alternative, alternatives like that are gonna be a little bit more expensive. You know, until until the company gets bigger. Maybe one day you guys will be as big as Magpul. Can happen. You know, yeah, no. Probably I mean, right it, after it you make the be, hank. When you make the hank, right. that's when you guys blow up. But go, but I, you know, I digress. <laughs> it really suppressed uh, nine millimeter Glock mag taking yeah. the caliber carbine. Just, so. just, just, just not sunglasses and clothing, please. Just, <laughs> no. I, I'll try. I'll try now. Uh, and, 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 and hips and hipster wallets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah, Kathy, like, uh, Len Holt says China. Kathleen music lover China. 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 Not made in China. <laughs> You gotta yeah, make sure you get it right, I mean, Walt. Mm-hmm. China. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I I've dealt with another company that'll go uh, uh, nameless at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, when we, we we make a stock for the Streebog, SP SP nine A one and and all of them, and when we first talked to them, you know, we told them how much our stuff was. They kind of went like they kind of went like uh, I don't think people will spend that much money to get a stock on their gun. And I was thinking to myself, these guys have not been in the gun business, because yeah. <laughs> people easily, if if a street ball costs six hundred dollars, there's people who spend six hundred dollars right away buying accessories for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and a yeah. BNT, which it's kind of in the category of, you're looking at what twenty five hundred just for the yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the and thing. If you pe- want the alternatives. <laughs> there's people that buy a street ball. I mean, buy a, a BNT and go out and buy a thousand dollars worth of accessories. Right. So it's oh, a different, sure. you know, just, there's there's income get there. You know, how I say this. Uh, HK people are on a, you know, a higher level mm-hmm. uh, as far as what they spend on their guns. So they'll buy more accessories or more expensive accessories. A Ruger 1022 guy necessarily is not going to spend five hundred dollars for a stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless he's unless he's shooting in a match or something like that. Yeah. Like that. Kathleen Music Lover has jokes. She says, make the Hank. It's shiny, but it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I get no Our, respect. We, <laughs> <Shots fired. laughs> I get no respect around here. 
<laughs> yeah. Shiny, but, and so what he's saying, it's pretty as a motherfucker, but it don't do nothing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, so what? Let's let's segue from that into okay. what is the so like you guys when you guys are looking at the numbers and thinking about what would be the best thing to make next? Uh, I, I'm sure you don't. You probably don't want to tell us what you're working on next, unless you do. You could tell. Yeah. Us. No. Um. I mean, I can. I'll. I'll hint at some stuff. I guess basically, um, we have begun work on it. It's not. Not to a point where we're ready to like reveal anything yet, mm -hmm. but um, the big one that we get a lot of requests for was the Ruger PCC, mm -hmm. um, because people saw what we did with the high point and mm -hmm. they're going, okay, do that to a, a PCC, mm -hmm. um, and if we can, you know, maintain some of the same features and function um, of the of the takedown, for instance, that would be huge. Where you could. So, are you are you thinking about going still in the bullpup direction or somewhere else, or like for you guys the. <laughs> you know, the mission statement of the company is to only make bullpups? It's not necessarily only okay. bullpups. I, I feel like that's just a, it's a niche that we happen to land in with our first product. Um, and it's something that there's a, it seems like a growing market for. Um, I think the the uh, kind of European style uh, of firearm is, uh, there's there's no lure there. Uh, and it's, I think video games are honestly, in a, in a weird way, I think that's a big driver of it. Mm. Um, a lot of the people who are growing up now uh, and getting in, you know, maybe their first, purchase into the gun world uh, a lot of it's influenced by you know maybe what they've played with in call of duty or or some of the other games mm -hmm. um and so some of the you know more let's say well-known or most uh um easily recognizable we'll say uh firearms are bullpups because bullpups by their nature by the way they're designed and by the way they have to function mm -hmm. they, they tend to have a unique look i mean mm -hmm. that's the thing is it's, it's hard to you know if you show the average person who plays Call of Duty and AR from one company, you know, say Palmetto State or whatever, and you show mm -hmm. them something completely different, like an HK416 or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, obviously people who are deep into the gun industry are going to know the differences, how they operate. They're, they're not the exact same gun, but functionally to someone on the outside, they're going to maybe call that uh, HK416 and AR or something, right? Even though they're, they're fundamentally not. And so for us, the benefit is by doing bullpups, it's there is something different about them. You can tell, uh, I think even somebody who doesn't necessarily know about guns instinctively sees it and looks at it and goes, okay, that's not, something about this is off. Something about it is different. Um, they realize, you know, you can see the magazine behind the, the pistol grip. Um, you can see that it's shorter. Uh, the ejection port is closer to the butt end of the stock. It's all that stuff that I think there there is a, and, and two, even when you're shooting it, there's something completely different about shooting a bullpup. Um, and ever since I shot one, I just fell in love with, with bullpups in general. There's something about feeling it all so close to you, you know, immediately right by your, your, your face when you're shooting. And I know that freaks some people out, but but there's something really neat about that. And and at the You're talking my language, too. Andy. You're talking my language. Yeah, you, you Walter, get it. on yeah, the I mean, other hand, guys, he's too old school, Walter. You know. Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I, lo I love the way I always get I always get put in this uh, old thing. You know, uh, he's stuck in his I, ways. I, as, as I, 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 if I reached around here mm -hmm. and just grabbed things that are accessible, I have all vintages and all types. Right. Okay. Sure. As you like to say about your women, you like yeah. them all. All flavors, all positions. I, I, I like all the guns. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so what would you? What? So first of all, I'm kind of. I don't know about you, Walt, but was the was the Ruger uh, that really? Are they selling that many of those that you guys? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the PCC. Yeah, yeah I know been, they're popular, I mean, doing... but I didn't realize they were that popular. That 
Yeah, they've been doing pretty well. I mean, we get a lot of it, too, is just driven not even so much as uh, like a sales data um, analysis type of thing. We don't really know exactly how many of them are out there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could find a ballpark based on serial numbers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, a lot a lot of it's, uh, uh, you know, just driven by what customers are asking for. Mm-hmm. And I think since we came out with the high point stock, which there was a number of people that were asking for that, because I think there was a demand there. You had a lot mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you had people that weren't thrilled about their looks, but they loved how they function. Yeah, and, and so, they're affordable enough, I think, that people are like, oh, so yeah, you know, I could buy that carbine. And then and then still spend money and get a kit and put it in there and it's still probably like way cheaper than a lot of other bullpups out there. A PS90. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, way cheaper than a PS ninety. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, cheaper than a PS ninety. Definitely cheaper than like if a nine millimeter Tavor would be probably the closest thing. That or there was um, uh, Jard. If you've heard of them, they yeah, had. I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it was the M sixty seven or something. They were about a thousand dollars last I looked. So it's mm-hmm. still about double. Um, and I've heard yeah like. Walter's probably going to say, I've heard mixed things. I haven't personally tried one, so I really can't speak to it. But It's it's ugly. Oh. Is it, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've seen pictures of it. I don't know I if they that changed anything coming. on them. Not. And, 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 and you laugh at me, but that's very important. It, it is. needs to oh, look man. good. It is. Because if I if I come out and show, hey, look at my new gun, and you hand me this thing, and I go, yeah. oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when show, it's someone like, shows you their new baby, and the baby's real ugly, it's butt ugly. But you're like, oh, yeah, that's nice, yeah. And then when they walk yeah. away, you're like, oh, my God. Give it time. <laughs> so, Give know, it time. Someone hit Give that baby with Give the ugly time. shovel. <laughs> <laughs> they can't help it, so I won't judge the baby that bad. But when you bring out an ugly gun, it's like, you know, it's just like, uh, well, you know, okay, if you like it, that's okay. You know, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, and, and I think everybody's going to have their own – taste on stuff and and mm-hmm. and that's that's the great thing about the gun community is there's just so many different options out there that everyone yeah. can find something that they that speaks to them and i think most people too at the end of the day and I, we talked about this last time i was on the show with you guys i there are a lot of guys out there who are operators or at least think they're operators you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. and not to say that it's that you shouldn't have a firearm that you can count on as your as your go-to operator gun um, and i think recent events have kind of cemented that for a lot of people mm-hmm. um but there are a lot of people out there who i think they, they look at firearms and they assume that every single one of them is going to be the one that saves their life. And I'm a big advocate for shooting what you enjoy, um, using using the guns that you find um, fun to shoot, that you enjoy taking to the range, that you like showing off to people. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a, another niche that we fall into. I'm not you know, going to be one of those guys who's pretending like my products are the ones that are going to save your life. Not at all. Oh. Um, You're not you know, going to have some is- Navy SEALs uh, endorsing? <laughs> You're right. Going, yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's not what we're doing here. You know, we're we're and I have Costa no. I'm not Ludus, gonna you're not gonna get Costa Ludus. <laughs> Pro- probably <laughs> not Costa. No. I mean, I I do follow him. I, I see his stuff. He seems like a pretty pretty cool dude. But yeah. yeah no. I and I, I don't make any claims, or I'm not gonna sit there and and tell you that that's you know this is gonna be the the next great thing. Mm-hmm. What it is is it's it's a way for people to explore maybe something that they wouldn't necessarily be willing to try otherwise. Like if you you know maybe you had. Uh, some curiosity about bullpups, but you didn't want to drop, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars for a nine millimeter tour. You can do that and, <laughs> and get one of our stocks and and try it out for a third of that price. So that that's a big part of it. Um, it another big part of it is getting people out 
to the range with guns that maybe don't use that often. Like I talked to so many people who they've got a high point carbine that's been sitting in their safe. It's been there for 10 years and they go, this stock is exactly what I needed because it was just sitting there. It was collecting dust. I needed something that gave me a reason to take it out and enjoy it again. And this was it. And that, and that's mm-hmm. really what we're after is like, if we can make shooting fun, if you can bring someone to the range who maybe you know, uh, for whatever reason they see our stock and it speaks to them. They're like, that is super cool. It looks like a space blaster. I need to try it. And it gets somebody involved who maybe, you know, they've never done it before. And I talked to a lot of those people too. This is their first gun purchase. They saw the stock and they're like, I want to do that. Never, you know, taken a stock or a rifle apart, never done any assembly work or anything. And this was the thing that, you know, pushed them over the edge. And that's really gratifying too, um, because that's something that is going to help us you know, preserve uh, our rights and our freedoms to ensure that we can expand and, and go out into maybe populations and, and groups of people who, for whatever reason, never considered the Second Amendment. And then now there's something different, something unique and something that is maybe a little bit more their speed. And so that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm not not here to pretend that we're making the military's next, you know, personal defense submachine yeah. gun or whatever. Yeah. Walter, not anything like that. Yeah. You look like you wanted to jump in there, Walt. Well, if you just said, well, that only person going to get that is SIG. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's evidence. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you will um, say, I think I think Andy was talking about how easy it is. Now, you obviously put hours together. Yeah, you want to speak on the, that? How easy was that? The first one we did was the 1022. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Hank was there when I was doing it, and we were doing it. And we didn't look at the instructions to start with. Mm-hmm. And, and we had to go, we had to read the yeah. instructions. <laughs> Because it's a little more than, but on the high point, I did the high point by myself, and I was like, oh, thinking the same thing again. Oh, God, this is going to be interesting. And I was like, it was like, boom, 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 and it was together. And I'm like, wow, that was easy. Mm-hmm. That was really simple. I mean, it wasn't like you had to do a lot of, yeah. I don't think I, I don't, I might have looked at the, you know, the pictures in the instructions, <laughs> but I'm a picture guy. I got to have pictures. You know? yeah. <laughs> it was but, right up your was, alley. It, it was easy. It, it went right, it went together really easy. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always a good thing. That's what makes a, uh, so like the donor in that case is the difference because the, uh, the 1022 is very, it's popular to me. I think they're really cool. It might be a little bit more complicated, uh, a little bit, to do the 1022. Yeah, but it's not that. Just read the instructions. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's <laughs> but, a big thing. But we, what you, you know, what the, the two guns, the two guns are kind of, you can pick up 1022s everywhere. Regular mm-hmm. old wooden stock 1022. Yep. And you take it from being just a regular old, and it can be beat up too, because mm-hmm. once you put your kid on it, you don't see beat up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all inside. Mm-hmm. So you don't see the receiver that's been drug around the truck. Yeah, you can get an old and, you know. 1022. If you get one from like a pawn shop, that's less yeah. than 100 bucks. Boom. Yeah. And then yeah. the high point's another one too. You pick up a high point used for who knows. Some people, you get it for less than $100 yeah. from some sure. people. Maybe yeah. not right now if you wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Brian Quick has a really crazy comment, so I'm going to read it. Uh, he says, I want a kit that takes a bullpup and unfucks it into a normal rifle. <laughs> uh, well. And Brian Quick was never heard again. From No, I'm just kidding. Well, that gets, then you get yourself an SA-80, the British gun. Well, that, okay. Turn, and turn it back into no. a Sterling. If you yeah. get an SA-80 and you dare do that, I'll just take the SA-80 from you. But that will be that was one of, I was going to um, segue into that question for Andy. Um... Uh, SA-80 kit of something. 
Come on. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, yeah, like a replica or or yeah. uh, you know. Well, what do, are you gonna What are you gonna put inside of it? I, mean, I don't know. What do you I don't know. What, uh, well, that, what do you well, think? I mean, from the ground up, you could almost try to do like a, you know, a whole replica, like a, you know, part for part. Oh, just like remake. Ju- yeah. Thing. So you don't even have to get a gun. You just get parts like get- it would be a Volpop, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you just I mean, that if, if somebody cool. wanted to make it and, and it's something that we could do, um, you know, and obviously try to make it not what it was, <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Do it, do it the I right think way we're the forming beginning. the Hank here. I think we're uh-huh. I think we're <laughs> workshopping the Hank right now. Do you think yeah. an SA-80? Yeah, I think SA eighty. I kind of like the old nostalgic look. Walt, you don't agree? If we did it, if oh. we put some wood on it, if it was metal and wood, Walt will be in. I promise you. Oh, well, you're, now you're talking about yeah. uh, the EA or the E whatever it is eighty. I mean the one the, the British early British bullpups. Uh, um, oh yeah, from the from the fifties, fifties, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What was that called? Um, uh, oh god. Uh, the. Let me see. Uh, I, I'm gonna Google first bullpup. Google it up. Yeah, the, the the gun that they developed and it worked well when they finally got done with it, and then they went to the dark then side. They totally and went. <laughs> it wasn't the Falcon Monier. No, that's way too old. That's way too no. old. That's the first bullpup, but that's not it. It's the E um, something. E uh, e, uh, uh yeah. Hold on, let's see uh, here. But yeah, if anyone e, knows e, it, tell us, and we'll get it out here. Oh, the EM two, EM two, EM two, EM two. Okay, hold on. Let's see if we can show the people. That would be so beautiful, by the way. And, and from the chat, everybody says that ugly, ugly guns need love too. Look at that EM twenty two like this that I'm putting up here right now. That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. You know. Well, just think about that for a second. I'm gonna let it linger for a couple more seconds, so you guys can uh, see the awesomeness. Know. That would be great. I don't know, Andy. I don't know, Andy, if you saw it when Keltec had their um, their two twenty three bullpup with made out of sheet metal and wood. Yeah, the the M forty three RDB. I yeah. guess that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, make it. I'll, I want one. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, wood and sheet metal is not Keltec's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, plastic, plastic, and plastic is Keltec's mm-hmm. thing. Right. So that's going. They're going to the kind dark of the side wrong direction. Place. They did bring in a. Yeah. Uh, they brought in someone to get that one done. I think they made a couple of those, but I think it okay. was so expensive because of whoever they brought in. I don't know if they ever really wanted to Release get into the to... business of doing that. I think they would have done great. I think someone would have done good by just making a kit. You know, I've got one of those, a... but yeah, it's but not going to be so easy to you, take. What are you? What are you kidding? Apart. You know, you have to have something that's... Yeah. Base the kit on. Well, yeah. you, you also yeah. can't take a Keltec apart. You know that, right? You can't. You could take it down. You could take it down to service it, but you can't take it apart because they build their guns so it, to make it more difficult for people to reverse engineer. <laughs> so oh, really? If you go past a certain point, they're the only ones who are going to be able to put it back together for you. Then you have to do a. <laughs> you have to have a religious service to get into the yeah. rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know. Like, they, they used to tell me that people, instead of buy, which I don't understand why someone just wouldn't just buy their gun, but people would, because they're, so, you know, they, their guns are usually affordable unless you, you know, like the distributor or something's jacking up the price, but they would tell me stuff like, oh, people wouldn't want to buy our guns, so they would try to get the parts from us, and then they would reach a certain point where we're not sending them the parts, and we know what they're doing. They're just trying to assemble yeah, this the, gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I've, I've had people. I've had people do that with my stuff. Too, oh, really? So. 
yeah, yeah they want to buy this and they want to buy that mm. and it's like yeah I, see, sounds like you want a gun well I, right, I, yeah. <laughs> will, 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 will an m2 barrel fit on it uh-huh. yeah. no an m2 barrel won't fit on it well uh i thought the threads were all the same mm. it's like oh no no, 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 no. So, you know, and then, you know, then if something happens and it blows up. Yeah, and they're writing you a letter for a new arm. Well, well, yeah, yes, trust me, yeah. You send me one of those? Or the lawyer, or the lawyer would write you them on. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Armament yeah. and Axis says, and this is sacrilegious, uh, the EM2 <laughs> reached up to break off an ugly stick and the whole tree <laughs> fell on it. <laughs> Actually, they, like I said, they got that gun. From what I understand they got that gun running and, and got most of the stuff worked out of it. And it had that funny caliber, too, which the British developed. What was and that? then um, probably, due, probably due to political pressure, they picked basically the FNFAL. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know. It's a good-looking gun, you know. Do you guys only want to work in polymers? Would you work in wood? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we certainly would be open to it. Um, in fact, we have there's another design that I had developed uh, for a product. Um, I won't go into too much detail on it because it might be something that we pursue in the future here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ran into some some issues with doing wood because we don't have the you need like a duplicating machine, um, mm-hmm. something that they can take a, a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times I don't know how they're you know, maybe they're CNC operated now, but, you know, 50 years ago. It would literally, they would have a template, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, the stock would, would be rigged up in a kind of a spindle uh, type machine. Yeah. And then there was a reader that, yeah, literally just scanned the one and it did the exact same thing to the to another whole block of wood. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get a wood stock because it would literally duplicate it uh, that way. And so ours, uh, the design that I had, I'm sure would probably be CNC done, but there's so many companies or so few companies, I should say, that have that capability. Um, and it got really expensive to actually develop our own wood stock for something. Um, and what's funny is I actually come from my background uh, growing up. My dad was a woodworker by trade. So I've got all the, the basic the know-how the skills. Yeah, to, yeah, the, to be able to prototype something. Absolutely. But, you know, when you're talking hundreds or thousands of, yeah. of mm-hmm. a product, it's not scalable. We don't have um, a so wood you, printer yet. We don't have the technology. It's called a tree, on. I guess. Would be the, <laughs> <laughs> okay, smarty pants. <laughs> No, you would think. I mean, we've got we've got wood, we've got sawdust and wood chips. We could, I think we could. We, we someone's. You know what? I'm officially patenting the wood printer right now. I don't know how it works, but <laughs> print it, yeah. print it in layers. <laughs> Patent pending. Well, it's kind of like the uh, the laminate stocks to a certain degree, I guess, yeah. are similar to that. But they're. I mean, I think even though as they start with a whole block, you know, they're doing a whole block of laminate and then cutting, cutting it out from there. Right, so it's, yeah, I mean, we can show stocks, right? Yeah. So, you know, here's a laminate stock that actually was made in Taiwan. So oh, really? of, how, of all places. How's this made, Walt? How do they make these? Well, it's it's like plywood, basically. Uh-huh. You know, it's layered, 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 layered. And like, like Andy was saying, then you're going to get a chunk of mm-hmm. layered wood mm-hmm. and put it in the machine and just go at it, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they spin them anymore, or they just—I don't know how they make something like this. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, it could. This it could be CNC for the whole thing, is yeah. my guess. Mm-hmm. This particular stock set, when I bought it, I think I paid forty dollars for the whole stock, mm-hmm. which is a grip, the forearm, and this, and that's oh, what wow. I have on my. Um, that's what I'm using right now on my uh, AKV, the mm-hmm. uh, Palmetto State AKV. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the Germans are the ones who really came up with the whole laminated wood thing. 
yeah. back in World War in World War Two and learned how and, and did it uh, so it worked. It didn't fall yep. apart. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, these guys are on a roll. Uh, smash the thumbs ups, please. You you know with all your uh, you know all the stuff coming out of the peanut gallery, you guys can smash the thumbs ups. Uh, let's see. Um, Dan hates you. Says wood is everywhere. It practically grows on trees. <laughs> Chris Bullis. Yeah, it, it's not that there's no wood. There's plenty of wood in this country. You can cut wood in this country for years and never run out of wood. Yeah. It's just having the people that know how to work the wood. Right. Yeah, how to work the wood. Um, work, yeah. yeah, you got to know how to work that wood. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris Bullis <laughs> says Hank has chips for brains. There you go. Um, so Dan Hayes Shoes says, Walter, I'll give you 41 for it. $41. Well, $41. $41. You know, I, 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 it, it, this is an AK stock, so mm. my preference on wood for an AK stock is laminates. I like the Russian laminates are cool. Hungarian, I mean, the Romanian laminate stocks actually finish up pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But um, why, yeah, do you, why do you like the laminates more? Are they more durable? Or? Well, it, actually, laminate stock is, if it's properly done, is is tougher than the than the regular uh, mm-hmm. wood. Yeah, uh, I just like I like the look of the grain. Yeah, and you see mm-hmm. that whole, you know, and if it's if it's done up nice and, and it's a good laminate, it looks, it looks really good. So in my opinion, yeah. it's kind of like the principle. I'm assuming the principle of uh, carbon fiber, right? Obviously, the the the, 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 the fibers aren't yeah, going you, against each other, but because you're layering. Right, you build it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're yep. getting competing. If it's done right, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put them um, in in different orientations so that the grain you get kind of when you get a, a grain pattern into wood, you get uh, the potential for warp, uh, especially if it gets wet or if it dries out. Um, it's, if it's one big chunk, that can happen, especially mm-hmm. if it's not dried properly. So what the laminate does is it essentially it creates competing. Um, uh, tensions in different directions by by layering them if you if you orient them properly yep yeah like walter's showing so that the force of one wanting to warp or bend is actually acting against the warp of another um so you end up with kind of like rebar and concrete almost you get these competing um you know uh tensors that are yeah going different directions Mm -hmm. so yeah they they are super strong um and you know with the right glue and the right uh and the right pressure applied um to the to the wood to keep it you know when it's formed or when it's when it's drying, that can make a huge difference. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're they're very durable, very strong, uh, and and that's certainly something we could look at too. Or carbon, I mean, even carbon fiber. Yeah, that's same concept there. They do different layers yeah. and and epoxies and resins and stuff, mm-hmm. and that might be something we could look at too. Um, yeah. Would be Is getting carbon into that fiber getting time. easier for your side of the industry to do? Just with yeah, I mean developments. Yeah, it's certainly gotten a little better. I haven't looked mm-hmm. at it too much from a, from like a raw carbon standpoint, but some of the polymers that we use are carbon fiber reinforced. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and, and that stuff has definitely gotten cheaper and more available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're, they're making a lot of, you know, inroads to different uh, um, areas within that kind of that nano um, uh, chemicals side of things, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the whole, um, uh, oh, what's the, the carbon, the, the ultra fine carbon um, mesh. Uh, I can't the, remember what that's uh, called. Oh man, it's like a carbon. Um, it's almost like what you get in the pencils. Yeah, graphite, yeah, like graphite. graphite. Yeah, graphite. By the way, there's yeah, lots of stupid wood jokes going up. DCG44 <laughs> says, "I have wood at the moment." Oh, I no. He says, "I have, <laughs> I have no, no wood. wood." He has no wood. No wood. Armament and Axis says, "I have wood that needs working." <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> is, is this the first time you've been propositioned on your own show? Uh, no. That's not to no. me. That's not going out to me. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. Uh, uh, Imposter says, I suggest Young Oil. CB says Wood Paul. Okay, you guys are out of control. Yes, yeah, so uh, what is it? Graphite. Graphite's pretty strong. Um, have yeah, you guys and graphene is, I think, graphene? the, the yeah. new one. Yeah, graphene. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. so. And I think as they get better at that stuff, it, it will become more available. And and that's the other thing, too, is that's going to be that type of technology is what's going to ultimately lead to an explosion. We So we've seen throughout history of, of various industries, but especially the firearms industry, since we're, we're involved in it and we, we can follow it and we all kind of know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the firearm industry is a great example of you have these brief periods of explosive change followed by kind of more gradual improvement and then kind of stagnation a little bit. And I think we're kind of in that period of stagnation now to a certain degree. I mean, like I said before, there's always great products that are coming out. Um, SHOT Show is always interesting. There's always really cool stuff, but there's nothing revolutionary yet. Like for instance, I mean, we're starting to see some of those things, but things like caseless ammunition, um, I'm not saying that's necessarily going to be the the thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, is the next big thing, but, but something like that, some, a paradigm shift where you're going from, for instance, flintlock to percussion cap, uh, from percussion cap and cartridge to an actual encased, self-enclosed brass cartridge. And so it's, it's things like that, these quantum leaps that are what's really fascinating and what's really going to push the industry. But when you think about it, I mean, we've got in our military right now, I mean, at least for the time being, we have a, a firearm that's um, basically almost 70 years old, 60 years old in terms of design. And that's still been the standard, and it's really kind of, for all intents and purposes, the gold standard for the entire world. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. there are there are better options, but realistically, they're all kind of operating on the same general principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there hasn't been that giant leap. You know, we're not into phasers yet, or something where we're <laughs> it's uh, straight, you know, energy weapon only. And so um, I'm sure something like that will eventually become available. And I think the material science is the big yeah. driver. In the beginning, of that those because, will be one shots. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to put a battery in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, you brought up caseless ammunition. That's an old concept that's mm-hmm. been tried a couple times, and yeah. and it always falls to the wayside because uh, it's hard to beat the old brass cartridge, and the brass cartridge is pretty durable. You know, as oh, far exactly. as, you know, you can throw, I've picked up ammo at Hanks has been laying out in the dirt for <laughs> months. I pick up around it. I, if it's not dented, I go, chick it in the gun. Literally Boom. for months. It's been yeah, goat I mean, pooped yeah. on, rained on, sunned. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, there's a lot of, lot of you know, these miracle ammunitions. You can't do that with. They won't survive out in the weather like that. No. No, I mean, yeah. One, and there's issues too with the, another thing with brass ammo that they found is uh, you've got, the the advantage to it or one of the advantages ahead, well, that they've that. never really yeah if mm-hmm. you want to put it up there um what what gun is that from this is called a trowned because it's triangle it was a, so it's a 50 caliber trowned round hmm. that was oh, a concept okay. back in i don't know when this was put together this is a live round but but um i think maybe the 60s 70s of having these these 50 caliber plastic cased rounds well you see how far that went right Right. Oh, yeah. You know, exactly. And it's like, it's like uh, well, you got something that works well, and it's been working well for 50 years, and it continues to work well. So we're going to come out with completely new guns to shoot your cute little plastic round? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, and it would have to be something that would be, again, I'm not saying that caseless ammo is necessarily going to be the, the, the next great leap, but right. something along those lines where we jump from 
yeah, from something that has been the standard for a hundred years to something that is radically, radically different. Mm -hmm. Um, like what we've seen in the past. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know if, yeah. if it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think material science is really going to yeah. be, that's going to be the driver. Cost is the, cost is the thing, right? Cost. I mean, if you, if, you look at, um, if you look at carbon fiber, so if we just go back, so in car, when it comes to cars, um, you know, obviously everyone's buying cars out there, so the technology is moving a little differently. But if you go back 20 years, and you say that, oh, there's going to be a lot of cars with carbon fiber. People are like, oh, I don't know. It's really ex It was expensive going back 20 mm -hmm. years ago to do it. Right now, it's really cheap. And I'm even seeing carbon fiber rims out there, which are very expensive. I think they're about $5,000 a rim right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine you don't that? Really, I mean, like, literally many, 20 many, grand for carbon fiber rims. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. how, many to how many Toyota Corollas have graphite hoods? Um, carbon fiber carbon hoods. fiber not not yet but with all these electric you know how so not trying to advocate for electric cars but how are they really going to do that those batteries are ridiculously heavy right so they're going to have mm -hmm. to light figure out how to lighten those things and they're trying that's kind of like pushing up the the uh the the uh technology for for making carbon fiber on mass or mass-producing carbon fiber, all of that stuff is pushing it forward, and we are far forward from 20 years ago at this point when it comes to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the basic um, uh, chassis drivetrain of say a Toyota Corolla mm -hmm. is the same basic basic that it was 50 years ago. The mm -hmm. only thing that's changed is the electronics. Yeah, for the most part, in plastics, 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 yeah. and electronics. Right, but they're the, trying the, to the, they're the, trying the, to go. They're trying to go lighter now because even if they're let's say let's take away electric cars from it, even with uh, you know combustion engines, they're trying to go smaller and lighter to and you know with those engines. So it's mm -hmm. not even what what is it? Ford's going away from V8s. They don't even want to do V8s. But the basic concept has changed. Like you're saying with rifles, there's no set, there's no need to come out with the. With the atomic-powered rifle that you have to have a trailer behind mm -hmm. you with, when you can still have that old, beat-up, steel case thing, and with mm -hmm. a, that some guy can hammer together in a. It's just too simple workshop. and too easy. Right, right, yeah. right. It too, works too, too well. Too simple and too easy. Yeah. You know, um, uh, firearms. Dude, we still say, have oh, swords, Walt. We still have swords, and, they work. and we still have knives. And they work. Yeah, and and, and Geisley is still putting, <laughs> uh, what you call it on. Um, <laughs> bayonets. Oh, bayonets. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I bayonets. saw that. I saw that whole thing. You know what? When you become a Gurkha in the British Army, this is their. You know, they have the Kirk, the cookery, right? Let me show um, everyone. This is from this is from Geisley, by the way. I saw that you put up on. You sent me. This I is mean, from Geisley showing how awesome their new um, bayonet is. Yeah. Well, that's a handguard oh, that accepts the bayonet, correct? Um. Well. This is a. That's what I. Yeah, but they're. I think they're developing. They they have a bayonet or something that's coming out. So that's what's that's what's going on there. I saw yeah. they were getting some hate for that on uh, Instagram, and probably other social medias today. <laughs> <laughs> you know the um, bayonet. You know, I, from what I thought, you know, you, you listen to certain people that says the bayonet is dead. Hmm. Uh, uh, well, I tell you what, I still like to have one if I need one. Yeah, it's on always better to have one. one. I mean, I'm so, yeah, not so, going to put it. I'm not going to put it on a submachine gun because it's impractical. But when you have a long rifle, you know, there there's times when 
you might need to, you know. Well, and to have, I mean, if you're going to be carrying a combat knife anyway, it makes total sense to have it be mountable to another weapon. I mean, it, it, if you're carrying it, you might as well have that capability. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anything to really have that as an option. Well, so the equation is what it? kind of fighting are you going to be doing, right? So if, if you're worried mm -hmm. that eventually you're going to run out of ammo and then you might have to go hand-to-hand, well, uh, hand to bayonet is always going to work out better for whoever has the bayonet. Right, for sure. Right? Uh, so um, that's the thing. I mean, so that, so up till World War II, which was, I know, like, what, 70 years ago or whatever, dudes were still going into battle with swords. I don't know if anyone, does anyone do that now? Chinese officers still have swords. They still have swords, so there you go. Um, and, but that's, that's, that's also kind of a... It's a you know, an officer thing mm -hmm. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, there are countries that do that. I mean, you know, don't the hey. um the, does it, one of those Indian forces still have the kookaries? That's the guys from Nepal. Oh, okay. They still they're, they're still... the the, the, the Gurkhas. Yeah. Uh, by the way, military arms channels here. He says next guys leave will make a Roman pillum. <laughs> Hold on a sec. <laughs> Hold on. Gonna... Um, also, DCG44S mm -hmm. was uh, was talking about you know, the the high tower stocks, mm -hmm. asking about any chance of stealth gray or sniper gray version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something uh, we do get requests for that. Uh, it it definitely could be something that we launch. You know, I mean, that's an easy enough thing for us to do, more or less. You know, we're buying colorant when we mold it. We just throw some of that in. Mm -hmm. So, right. um, yeah, if there's other colors you guys want to see, let us know. A lot of it we just base on what people ask for. So if there's people that are asking for stealth gray, we can absolutely yeah. make that uh, make that a thing if there's, you know, uh, enough demand for it. By so. the way, I want to show you guys the Roman pillum here. Let's see. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get, here we go. I'm trying to see, get some footage to show you. So that's like the, that's like the spare, right? The Roman pillum. Oh, that's pretty. That's okay. <laughs> And but and also the Gurkhas. That's um, like a that's more that's a that's a weird kind of spear. Um, yeah, and and then Mac is saying that the uh, that the Gurkhas do still use the uh, yeah. the kukri. Yeah. By the way, shout out to yeah. Mac. We need to get we need to get Mac on the show. We need to and get him back here on the show one of these days. Here. You, mm -hmm. you don't want to go up against a, a group of Gurkhas that are motivated <laughs> with the kukris. Because they have they have a history not without a machine gun. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to take them on. Yeah, but that <laughs> but that uh, Roman Pelham thing. Oh my God, that looks that could, oh, looks yes. like it could take out multiple people at the same time. Well, that was that was made for poking through the armor at the time and yeah. the, and the you know chain mail and all that yeah. kind of. But in that video there's... there, that guy was so I've seen that before. I didn't know that's what the name of it oh, was. That's throwing? why I looked it up. Yeah, that guy was throwing it. If you throw that, that the the pointy edge of that thing, it's really long, man. That could go through like two dudes at the same time. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And I think I mean yeah. I know they. I'm not an expert on uh, mm -hmm. combat uh, mm -hmm. of the you know ancient world by any means. But, yeah, Walter. Um, Walter, Walter was Walter has used those in the when he was in the Roman army a cajillion years oh, ago. Okay. Well, thank you for your service, Walter. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all those blue-eyed babies all over Europe. That's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with big heads, with big craniums. <laughs> That's where they all came. He's his own grandpa. <laughs> yeah. 
Max says yeah, the y'all pillows would, was y'all vicious. Yo, I wonder why JC had uh, didn't look like the rest oh, of the people. Oh boy, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. my fault. I yeah, you know. okay. You went back in time. And that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, those things. But you know what? It, it happens, right? I think it still happens that. Um, now, I don't know if people still get into battle intentionally. I wasn't in the in the military like Mac or a lot of other guys out there, but I don't know if people intentionally get into battle and then run out of ammo, but I've actually seen it happen. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and yeah. I think, too, especially in the, the more recent conflicts that the United States has been involved in, I actually think a bayonet makes perfect sense um, for a lot of what they were doing, you know, going house to house, um, talking with, with local folks, Uh, maybe going and searching a home that was suspected of of housing someone um, in the insurgency or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it actually makes perfect sense to have a bayonet um, in some of those situations because you may need at a short distance uh, to to poke somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. and and maybe you don't want to have a a live round zipping around inside of a room with, you know, family members or who knows what. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's, I think, in a weird way, there's an intimidation factor to it, too, where Mm -hmm. it's like you you have a a very pointy object on the end of your rifle. (laughs) Um, You probably don't want to try to get even remotely close to that person, um, you know, even uh, just at the risk of being stabbed. And obviously being shot is is a very real concern, too. But Mm -hmm. having something that's ready so quick um, and can, you know, obviously deliver such a devastating uh, blow would be would be catastrophic if you were close enough for that to happen. So there, there certainly is utility for it. I'm not one of the people who I'm not going to dump all over Geisley for doing it. I think mm-hmm. it's actually kind of cool. And, and, you know, every you know, everybody finds something that they have a use for. Um, I, I don't think bayonets are yeah. particularly outdated or outmoded. I think um, if you're going to be, again, carrying a combat knife anyway, having something that can actually attach to your rifle makes perfect sense. It, yeah. it doesn't cost anything really. Um, to do it, why not have that capability? So, um, no, that's kind of cool. I hadn't heard that guy was doing that, though. Um, I'm not sure what the details are, by the way, of their... I, I know I did see that there was all that uh, that news and everything going on out there, right? And, uh, yeah. and And people people were talking about, talking, you know, th- there was a lot of reaction to it. Um, I think, ultimately, they're probably going to sell however many of those that they make, you know, because we're kind of dealing with um, you know, if a whole bunch of people pay attention to that and then we're all talking about, I know when I looked at it earlier today, they had over a hundred thousand views. I don't know what it's up to right now, oh. um, but and there were a lot of people in there trolling them, you sure. know? Uh, but yeah, I think, mo- I think the biggest thing is from what I heard from some people is that I, maybe there was some issues with some of the hand guards and things like that. Or in, in these times people are like, Hey, you know, we don't really want to see that. We want to see parts and things like that that are out there but look if the if these guys uh if these guys des- develop that stuff and they want to put it out there and then everyone gets crazy more than likely they put those out people are going to buy them i don't know uh walt's on the phone yeah. so he can't tell us what he thinks about it but uh <laughs> um and let's see there, there was some there was some conversation going on with mac about the um let's see m gabriel says the pillum tip was made to bend so it couldn't be thrown back. Um, there's sure. a joke in there that I'm going to see who <laughs> finds that funny <laughs> other than me. <laughs> uh, Max said it's been theorized it was designed to bend so it couldn't be thrown back, but that's been contested. I don't think anyone really knows for sure. And Jason French says agree, uh, which Jason, I think, says he, he took Roman his. He took Roman military history. Is it, do I know this, Jason? I'm not sure. I might. I might. So, um, 
And uh, <laughs> James Miller says a bayonet makes a lot of sense as an anti-Antifa weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Mac goes on, in 2004, the crazy Brits actually did a bayonet charge near Basra in Iraq. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I would like to know what the circumstance. I'm going to have to go back and look that one up. <laughs> Find that one. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, did you hear about that, Walt? I don't know if we got Walter back. Uh, the Basra thing? Yeah, Mac is saying in 2004, yeah. the crazy Brits actually did a bayonet charge near Basra in Iraq. And guess what? They, it worked. Really? What, do you, what was the story? Because I, I heard the story that the freaking Iraqis freaked the fuck out. <laughs> well, you think about it, it's like the British, like, British were like, here goes, buns on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I mean, you, yeah. And, and it worked. They, and they just they, ran? They charged them, I guess, uh -huh. yeah. I don't know if it was an ammo thing or what the why the Brits had to do it, but mm -hmm. they did it and it worked. Yeah. 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 You have yeah. to. You know. I mean. You know. To make it work, you have to be in that mode. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, well, okay. it was like uh, um, the uh, Idrang um, charge too at the at the end of that battle um, when um, uh, Hal Moore, you know, basically rallies his men and they're kind of at their last leg and ends up. Uh, taking the field, doing the same thing. And, and so I think, yeah, if you're in that kind of that mode, that spirit, like Walt was saying, mm -hmm. you, you can definitely overwhelm an enemy mm -hmm. um, with a bayonet charge for sure. Even in the modern era, if you're kind of in that, uh, if they're, if they're off guard and not quite ready for it. Um, no, it's, it's, again, it's a, it's a fabulous weapon to have. If you, if you're going to be carrying the combat knife, might as well be a bayonet. There's no reason for it not to be really. Um, and so, yeah, I think they're, you know, but I we don't can think they're still, way off we can, by making People it. can still make fun of Geisley. I mean, Geisley's a good company. They make great triggers, and they do a lot, oh, yeah, well, do you, a lot of other you gotta things. you got to be able to make fun of them for something. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> everyone the in the gun world, <laughs> if anything you do, people can make fun of it. That's just... Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's just reality. So Jason French says he's new to this channel. He says, my mama's a fan of yours. Okay, Jason, I'm, I'm not your daddy, am I? I hope not. <laughs> uh, let me know. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that your mom's a fan. And Max says there's there's no contention about the Earth. It's definitely flat. I saw today. I watched the space session once today. It's round. I saw it with my own eyes. Okay, the the flat Earthers still won't believe I know, you. I know. Get on your yeah. aluminum tinfoil hats, you yeah. know, and. Yeah, um, we were talking about this, Walt, when you were on the phone. Do you think that Geisley is going to sell all those bayonets when they put them out? Now they're making the handguard. I don't know. I don't know if they're making the handguard. Or I I assume there was going to be a bayonet I, coming out. I'm not. Yeah. From what I read, what you sent, what you guys were chatting, texting mm -hmm. about today, I mm -hmm. thought they were making the handguard for the bayonet. But I, you know, I might read them. I'm guessing at some point Geisley's going to put a bayonet out, and I think if they do, they're going to sell. They'll all sell them all. Yeah. They'll sell them all. If they're not, they probably should now. And and yeah. don't you want your bayonet to poke holes in the fender of cars? Come on. Yeah. I don't that know if it can actually. Tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it could blow out tires, but you know. Oh yeah. 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 And Mac also. What, a, what is this? He's. Oh yeah, I saw this. He says, "I hear frying pans do serious damage <laughs> to Antifa faces." 
<laughs> that was a pretty I have video evidence of that. <laughs> that was a pretty that was a pretty ruckus little encounter Ooh, there. Yeah, like, yeah. But I did see that guy that was swinging the the swinging the pan. He went down eventually too, and I don't know what happened to yeah. him. But uh, someone should put a pan, a frying pan, uh, <laughs> attachment. My mother was really good at using frying pans and rolling pins. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is a viable uh, weapon, and Max says it. The Earth only looks around because it's bar- it, the barreling of camera lenses. Oh, uh, one of those types, huh? You are, <laughs> <Yeah>. Max. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let um, Buzz Aldrin have a talk with you. <laughs> he might be serious about the flat Earth things. <laughs> he says I was, o- I was almost in tears, laughing at the frying pan. So, come on, that was like a cartoon. Well, I, the, what I saw of it, the guys were. Reveling in the fact that he was smoking and it didn't lose his cigarette. Oh, yeah. The guy that, the guy that was doing the whack is like, ah, not on, go, boom, 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 you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> Jen Champ Jr. says that guy PUBG'd their asses. <laughs> and, then, and then Mac is talking about the cigarette. So he obviously, he obviously did this before. You know? Yeah. yeah it didn't look like his first time. No, that was his first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he could be a, he's like a new marvel superhero yeah. frying pan man yeah listen you gotta laugh at some of this craziness that's going on in the world in america well, not the world uh, let me take that back oh here oh, in america oh, there's this, lots of this stuff third world country world. <laughs> um, you, you heard of what's going on in belarus right yeah. too there there there's stuff going on in belarus they pulled the press uh, a lot of these press people's uh, credentials you know, they don't mess around over there. You start talking bad yeah. about them, they see you. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I could find. Someone wants me to play the video. Dun, 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 dun. He's talking, <laughs> Max talking about Benny Hill music. Yeah, that would work real good, yeah. Yeah, uh, let me see if I could find it here real, uh, hold on, let me see. Hopefully we won't get in, uh, we won't get in too much trouble. Here we go. This, I'm going to take out the audio, but just imagine a big boing, boing. <laughs> I think the one that I saw was captioned, I need more cowbell. <laughs> you just hear, you just, it's just something, for, you have to imagine just the cartoon. Boing. Yeah, that was. All right, well, I, I, I'm just imagining this guy, is he like walking down the street with a frying pan? What the? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I mean. Maybe they would. It's not like, I... is it, is it, here it goes. Yeah. Well, that. That's, someone's going to make a whole movie around that. <laughs> someone's going to make a whole movie around that thing. Like that fat bitch. Holy cow. You see that big woman there? <laughs> uh, I would have to go back. I'm not looking. I'm not looking right now. I would have to go uh, back. Yeah. I was being judgmental there. She's yes, fat. Yeah, you're, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know exactly fat. what you're doing. <laughs> Max said, so epic. Yeah, like what happened that day? That guy was like going through his stuff, you know, like, okay, I got my car keys, I got my wallet, let me get my frying pan. What, what is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, that was that looked like a cast iron one. What is that oh, cast yeah, iron yeah. brand? Um, I'm thinking of the cast iron frying pan brand. They make all kinds of cast iron cooking stuff. They make stuff. the camping um, ones? No, these are just regular old frying pans. I'm yeah. trying to think of that name. Um, oh. oh, by the way, smash basic- the thumbs ups out there, smash them. That goes for you too, Mac. Smash the thumbs thumbs up. We appreciate it. We appreciate it out there. I need to get we need to get Mac back on the show here. I gotta figure out from him when he uh when he's available and we can get him here here on the show. 
Hey Mac, when do you get in the P eighty? You know what I'm saying? Man? <laughs> oh yeah. Do we should we Did go you already over get to, a P eighty? <laughs> probably. Let's go over to the P eighty thing before we forget here. So Walter is really super excited about this. What have I been what have I been bitching about for, for years on you this? You want show? Glock to bring back the Gen One. Gen one, yeah, straight Gen up Gen One. Glock, which I would I would love to have. I don't have one either. So Back to the Future, the new Glock P eighty classic edition from Lipsy's. So you're gonna have to get this from a distributor, I guess. That um, yeah. yeah, that's dealing with Lipsies. So there it goes. That's what it looks like. Here's some more pictures. Uh, I'm just going down to the bottom here. This is 100% factory-made Glock. It's a limited edition, original P80 Gen 1 frame, Gen 1 pebble texture, P80 slide markings, polymer front and rear sights, flat extractor, single uh, extractor. Single pin frame, smooth trigger, no front serrations, no accessory rail. Includes two magazines, Tupperware style peel top box, collectible packaging over box, certificate <laughs> of authenticity, and 669. So, yeah, uh, yeah. nine millimeter pistol 80. Oh, this is so. Oh man, these yeah. So are they? Did these? Did these hit the streets already? Are these? Did anyone make a video on this yet? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't call Lipsy's because I know it's not a good time to buy anything right now. So you should have tried to call him. I, uh, uh, I wonder what Mac thinks. Um, so he says externally it looks perfect. I suspect um, it has modern guts. Mac says. I was reading about it a little bit. I think they were talking about uh, two pin, single pin. I guess the early guns had a single pin. I don't know what that so all. I'm not. I'm not yeah, that we, they in, in the, the pictures here they do have a look inside of it. Um, I mean, I'm not that good of a Glock armor. It looks like a regular Glock inside. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what's changed over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. It just has it just has that look, mm -hmm. you know. And they're yeah. going on Gunbroker for fifteen hundred dollars. Max says. Oh, well, oh man! So I got news yeah. for you now. Anything that goes bang is fucking going for a lot of money. So yeah. more than normal. Yeah, um, but these are cool. This is cool. Yeah. I I uh, I hope they. You know, it's not just like a limited number. Like they only made a thousand or something like that. That at some point people will actually be able to get their hands. Don't overpay for this stuff if you're if you're. Uh, you know, I'm not buying anything right now. So yeah, you're not buying I mean, anything. Well, I mean, not not anything that's mm -hmm. jacked. The price is jacked up because of the mm -hmm. pandemic, you know, or the riots or whatever, you know. So, okay. So no, the, there's, mm -hmm. I, I, I took some stuff to the auction the other day, so. Oh, wait, wait, guns? <laughs> yeah. You took guns? I took 20-something guns to the auction yesterday. Yeah. And Max says the buy now on them is not that. Lots of open auctions. Okay. So yeah, if you know, you know, if you if you're if you're trying to get one out there, man, yeah. I gotta figure out. I gotta see if I know someone at Glock. You're to gonna. One. Well, you can't. Or you probably can't get these from Glock, right? You gotta get them from Lipsy. No, you gotta Lipsy's. Yeah, yeah. But typically, the Lipsy's. new stuff is all allocated, as they call it. Mm -hmm. So unless you're a buyer, you know, a regular buyer, you know, if you call up and say I want one, they're gonna go, oh, yeah, okay, you're all right. <laughs> they're allocated, so. The guys that spend a lot of money or have open orders get first dibs and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Jay Loafers is saying it's almost entirely Gen 1. The first run is 10,000 units. 
Yeah, I'll get one eventually. I'm just not going to pay. If I go into a store and they have it there and it's one of those cool stores that doesn't jack up the price of everything. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would probably get one, too. It's it's really cool. I mean, the only thing cooler would be getting an actual, you know, uh, first gen. Yeah. yeah, first gen. I wonder if Mac has a first gen Glock. Well, and yeah, Mac, if you have a first gen Glock, you're not into Glocks anymore. So you can just you can just package that up and send it over. <laughs> I have a Gen 2. I don't have a Gen you have a Gen 1. 2? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's cool. It's, uh, you know, I guess they listen to you, as you said. Well, I, 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 I guarantee I was. Retro yeah. is in. Retro is in. Look at the AR thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, people yeah. buying all these retro parts and paying big dollars for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I even took some AR stuff at the auction. Okay. What is this auction business you're talking about? It's a local company that does online auctions. Okay. And you took some so, guns up there. Yeah. Stuff I wasn't yeah. using. Stuff okay. I had doubles of. Okay. Um, okay. Plus, I had some other stuff I needed to just mm -hmm. liquidate. So. Yeah. It's he not says, a money thing or anything like that. He doesn't have one, by the way. They're rare. And he yeah. says he saw one go at an auction for 6 k <laughs> No way. I don't need a Gen 1 that bad. There's no Didn't way. did they make a bunch of those? I don't know how many they imported here, hmm. Um, hmm. but you know that at back then when I think it was eighty five, eighty six, hmm. everybody said, "Oh, look at the plastic gun." Yeah, what's ah, that plastic gun? I even looked at that stuff it's like, ah, you know. Hmm. But then I finally saw the training, the sales video where they're thrown out of a helicopter and and doing all this stuff and running it over. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty cool gun. Hmm. You know? By that time, it was too late though. You know, the, um, as far as for anything like a Gen One, so hmm. they're all. In people's collections, or, yeah. I know, you know, a lot of people. There's a lot of people that have guns that don't really know that they're collectible. Yeah. The particularly gun they own, so they they have a Gen One Glock. Yeah, I got a Glock. You know, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Um. Oh, wow. So shout out to Elfster's Rifles. He's out there. He says power to the people, the American freedom loving people. Hello, my good friends, just rolling in. Shout out to Elfster's out there, and um. And Night Train says, my brother has the very first Gen 1 Glock, which he got when he was in the NYPD back in the 1980s. And uh, yeah, Jason French wants to know the name of your auction house so he can get your, your guns that you don't want. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name of that place. I'll have to look it up. Mm -hmm. It's locally here. It's right, right Did in, they uh, put Vargas. on there, these belong to Walter Keller? No, unfortunately not. Uh, It'd get five times what they're worth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll pay. They'll have to pay the people to get them. Um, but and, yeah, I mean, they tell me people are paying. I mean, I've seen this on results from their auction that people mm -hmm. paying. Mm -hmm. And paying um, KY money. Guns and Radio says Gen ones were never imported into the to the U.S. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know whether or not that's. Uh, you know. Read that. Read the article about the P80, or do some more about the P80, and they and they go into the Gen ones and when Glock started importing. Yeah, Appalachian Gunrunner says Gen one was short lived, like a year or, or two, and then they transitioned. So yeah. I think it's yeah. I mean Glocks. I can remember Glocks like at least what mid 80s. It was 85, 86. Yeah, yeah. The P the that. P80 that Glock that, that Glock came out with trying to get into the Austrian Austria. Austrian military, it's mm. called the P-80 because it was 1980. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think when it came here, because I always remember that because it's pro around the same time as uh, Hyundai. Remember that? 
Hyundai. The Hyundai Who remembers XL. the 80s? Yeah. Hyundai my XL. my my father had a Hyundai XL. Twenty-four hundred dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, twenty-five hundred bucks. It was his first. Uh, well, not. I don't think it was his first like brand new because when we lived in Nigeria, he had a Volkswagen Beetle that was built. I don't know somewhere over in Africa, but um, yeah. and that was I guess kind of that was brand new. But here in America, yeah, you know, he bought that car brand new, twenty-five hundred bucks, and uh, stick shift. Yeah. You know, and uh, it had an aluminum engine. So my dad didn't think you had to change the oil at all. <laughs> Being an engineer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But they they got a... <laughs> and it lasted a long time, but then eventually, really? yeah, that engine seized up, like, I don't know, 10 years later, and I was like, what happened, Dad? And he's like, oh, you know, um, they told me I didn't change the oil. <laughs> oh, God. And so it's, I was like, What? You know, he just believe like he's an engineer. You know, one of those he he has like metallurgical uh, uh, a master's yeah. degree in metallurgical engineering. So aluminum in his mind, you don't ever have to change that thing. Okay. So all righty then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York City, I would have been changing that thing often, like a cab driver. <laughs> but okay, and it'll st and it probably would still be around. But that was a that was a cheap car. So uh, there's there's none of those cars around. They yeah. were. I call that a disposable car. There's cars that are made that are disposable, and yeah. you run them, and then yeah. I have to believe don't. that someone changed that oil at least once, in there, or twice, <laughs> or added added some oil, added a little. Yeah, bit or more. did something. But knowing yeah. my dad, I believe he did. He seriously like believed that. Oh yeah, we don't have to ever change. It's like so nowadays. You know, you really don't have to change your oil. Like depending on the car, it's about. Like eight to ten thousand miles. I don't know what you guys do. You can tell us what you do, Andy. Well, how often yeah, do you no. change your oil? <laughs> I got a, a Chevy Silverado, mm -hmm. and uh, that thing. Uh, I think it's it's recommended seven thousand miles. I believe is what mm -hmm. the manual and what the. There's even like a little thing in the mm -hmm. on the dashboard that tells you you can watch a countdown. You know, mm -hmm. tell you tell your next oil change. And I think it is seven thousand, but I usually do mine around five. Just you know. Okay. It don't hurt. Why not? Yeah. Well, so a lot of so nowadays the sensors in in cars are very sensitive, and a lot of companies will tell you do not change it until you see that light come on. Hmm. You know. So so for example, the Ram, that's what they tell me. Now the dealership, every single time I go to the dealership, they change the oil. They put oh, change us three thousand miles from now. Yeah. That's nonsense. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Well, they want money to come in and change the oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not true. Um. And you're and, and so for example, if it's a big engine, you know, I think that's like a five point seven liter engine. All that that's money. It you depends know. on how you drive it, where you drive it. Mm -hmm. If you're driving in a dusty, dirty environment all the time, you need to change your oil more often, oil filters, filters in the air. Mm -hmm. If you're in a city driver and you know, highway driving it's different. So yeah. Yeah. but yeah. the sensors no, the sensors work though. That's what I'm trying to say. The sensors work. You gotta trust the sensor when it tells you. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, tell that to the YouTube sensor, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max says, uh, the first diehard called it the Glock 7 and said it was made of porcelain. It could slip through metal detectors, which I remember. Porcelain go to metal detector? Yeah. That's what, no, that's what they, people, that, that was the rumor. Uh, the Hollywood rumor. Boss Hog says oh. he changes his oil every 7,000 in his Tahoe. Yeah, that's probably the same engine and mm -hmm. general maintenance well, regimen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when the uh, you know it, it starts out 100 percent 90, mm-hmm. and it, about 7,000 will say, "Hey, change your oil, sucker." Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Audi's 10,000. Oh wow. Yeah, every Audi, 10,000 miles. So they don't even want to see you. You try to go in there, or like, no, we don't want to see you. Did the did the did the warning light come on? Did the car tell you it needs an oil change? No. Then come back later. What is, Mac, what do you have to do for your Jeep? Yeah. There you go. I, uh, I'll, we'll let him answer that. I don't know how old that Jeep is. But I, that's been going on for a long time. People have been getting jacked up, changing their oil, like, every 3,000 miles. I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah. once again, every car is not the same. Every engine's not the same mm-hmm. as far as how they're made and, and the tolerances and the engine and everything else. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and Brian Quick says not to be pedantic, but that was Die Hard 2. <laughs> Gun guys, get it right. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, so Die Hard 2 was in the airport, right? That was the airport one. You tell I think me, so. yeah. yeah. The first Die yeah. Hard was in a was in the Nakamoto Yakamoto building. Yeah, that the was plaza. in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yakamoto Plaza, whatever. Some yes, yeah, something plaza like that. Um, and then the second one, I think, was the one in the airport. I used to have, we were talking about Glocks. I used to have a Glock poster that had a, a Gen 1 on it, mm-hmm. like a like a poster poster. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I still have that. Yeah. Man, if, I, if those were $6,000, man, you know, go get back in that time machine, buy a whole bunch of those. I don't know who, yeah, you know. Don't get caught up in that time machine. Yeah. David B. Kill uh, says you don't need oil in a Jeep. So there you go. You just replace the transmission every 5,000 miles. <laughs> uh, the Max says it was the Christmas movie. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Die Hard 2 was the, who was the bad guy in there? Um, Probably some German sounding guy, wasn't it? There was some like, yeah, there was some, no, was it? Or South Africans, they were South Africans. Was that the, is that the movie? Uh, they were trying to kidnap. There was, I think, there was some some American military guys. Is that when the house came down the, the cliff? No, 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 no. The second one was the one at the airport where a plane was coming in with like this dictator from one of the like South American countries, and there was some American mercenaries there trying oh. to um, save him. It was like a prison plane coming in. Like I guess he got arrested. I don't know oh, if like, they were trying to make it about you know one of the big drug dealers Gloria or something. Ega? Yeah, something like that. And he was coming in, and these guys were trying to kidnap him from the federal agents or whatever, bringing him in. That's that's. Uh, I need to go look at those, man. You got to look at the Die Hard movies at least once a year. So, oh, Walter's bringing up what's this? Gun this owners. is the GOA, okay. uh, uh, the gun owners put out by GOA. Mm-hmm. And guess who's inside? With I don't get this paper, by the way. I don't get this paper, but he's even see. in it. So, oh, okay, there I go. I'm on the end. Boom, yeah, this is the uh, Libertarian Party thing that we did, invited by Antonia Okafor. Very nice, awesome, yeah. Um, Jen Champ says Dallas Airport, where they, when they were working with the military. Mm. So there you go. Did you, did, um, do you look at the uh, Die Hard movies, Walt? I've seen some of them. Okay. I mean, I can't tell you every scene and every... You know, every yeah. little thing. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen yeah. the movies, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Andy? 
Oh yeah, no, I I've, I know I've seen all three of them at some point, but the first one is still mm-hmm. a classic, and I still watch that one, mm-hmm. you know, fairly often. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's hard to beat that one for sure. Oh, Lethal Weapon, I got it confused. Appalachian Gunrunner, that oh. was uh, Lethal Weapon with the with the South Africans. With the South Africans, yes. And pulling down the mansion on the hill or whatever. Oh, right, right, help. right. Yeah, with a pickup Wasn't truck. That, Boom. Was that that wasn't Bridget Nielsen? Gibson. That yeah, I know Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Bridget Nielsen was in. Uh, <laughs> um, what's the thing? What's the uh, the uh, Eddie Murphy cop movie? Um, Beverly Hills Cop. That okay. had Bridget Nielsen in there. There was one Brigitte. of those. Yeah. Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Lethal Weapon, they did, yeah, they had the South Africans, um, yeah. the Cougarans, you know, yeah. I think they did four Lethal Weapon movies, so, which are, which are not bad. I was looking at those uh, not too long ago, so there you go, yeah. Um, let's mm. see here. Okay, so we went over the Glock. What else do we have? What's, uh, um. what's out there on your mind, uh, Andy? Let's take, actually, I'm going to take a look at your website, and looking at the website, I see that you guys have a shipping delay notice up there, like a lot of companies. Yeah, yeah, it's been, I mean, the last, well, that's the thing, the the whole world's on fire, so it's kind of like, well, take your pick on what you want to talk about, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. the, uh, I mean, I mean, we, ever since it was, it was right around the time that coronavirus became kind of the, the word on, on everybody's tongue, and so Mm. we noticed it in probably february march it started picking up and then by april it was just it was over i mean it was just un, unreal complete avalanche orders and that's when we put the shipping notice up we're, we're definitely under that now um we're probably closer to like three four days uh for most orders some of them are next day like they always have been mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah for a while there it was just i mean it was 12 hour days seven days a week from probably april 1st till about the end of July, I maybe had one weekend that I wasn't working, um, and and we've been working late, you know, late hours, um, just even almost like two shifts a day, basically, okay. uh, just try to get stuff out. So it's been, yeah, absolutely unreal. Um, and so we're we're very fortunate, and then I'm not complaining about it at all because I know there's a lot of people out there um, mm-hmm. that haven't been able to work, and so we're very blessed and fortunate that that's the case. But um, yeah, that's part of the reason that we had to put that shipping notice on there, just because we felt bad letting our customers down we we normally try to get everything out within 24 hours but when everybody rushes in line to get something it, it's hard for us to to hit that goal so that's why we put that up there and yeah it's been it's been a wild ride the so, last uh, couple so of, for you guys um are you having any kind of mat- getting materials problems i'm assuming you're 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 uh like uh manuf- are you manufacturing uh the the kits there yeah, we, so we yeah. do some of the manufacturing and some stuff we outsource to uh, companies that, I mean, they're all local, so they're all mm-hmm. within like 10 miles of our shop, which is really mm-hmm. nice because it's, we haven't had supply issues per se. There, there'll maybe be some issues with them getting some stuff in that they need. You know, everything's just been a little bit delayed, um, but it's not like, you know, um, stuff is crossing borders that mm-hmm. we can't get or anything like that. It's all domestic. So that's that's been huge, but they're like, for instance, we use an injection molding company um, that's local to our town. And their their big thing is they do medical stuff and they do um, actually ATV uh, components as well. And the what's weird is the ATV sport utility vehicle type thing has been just exploding. Um, so there's all kinds of people are buying four wheelers and jet skis and and quads and you know 
um, off-road vehicles like crazy. I'm not sure why there's been a big push, but they have been absolutely slammed with that kind of stuff. And so it's really hard for us to get um, some of the parts that we need because of that. Yeah. And that if, is definitely if you, if you live in the country, too. you can get out and do stuff. If you live in the city, <laughs> you can't do anything. Right. <laughs> Trump, Trump money, down payment. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I do worry about that. I think they, I've heard of a lot of people doing that, going and buying a four wheeler, going buying a motorcycle, a snowmobile, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and I've talked to a number of people who've said, who are salesmen at dealerships like that, whether it's cars or, mm-hmm. or you know, toys, people are going in, here's 1200 bucks down payment, <laughs> 0% financing for eight years or whatever. And I do worry now. Yeah, well, it's like, well, now well, what happens? They one, move one that thing, it, will, huh? it, will, it will keep the repo man busy. Absolutely. At some point, yeah. A lot um, of prices came down on those things right before all of that, by the way, like uh, motorcycles and stuff like that prices, especially in the beginning of that, they were coming down. Uh, by the way, Max says he needs one of those uh, kits for his high point, 10 millimeter. I, I would absolutely love I'm See, I'm doing my very best not to fanboy out right now because I'm a giant fan of Mac as well. Yeah. So, hi, Mac. It is very nice to meet you via uh, the, the chat here. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. If he's interested at all, I'll, I would, I'll link I would love you guys to get him up. On. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see what no, he thinks about good. it. Yeah. You know, sure. and then also, sure. I would love to see Mac put out a video because then, you know, maybe that'll help our video. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I. And uh, yeah, I mean Max. Max definitely. I mean, got a huge following. And, yeah. And as some soon really as cool Max puts out that video, we're gonna. Because I think didn't we have to remove our video from YouTube, Lola? Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as Mac does that, I'm gonna put it back out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got one right. Yeah. <laughs> so we would we would absolutely like to see that happen. You know, For and sure, then we'll, yeah. we'll be right in Max chat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We put out one of these videos. Yeah, we did it first. No big deal. But I would like to see what Mac <laughs> thinks about it because I think uh, the quality and all of that kind of stuff is pretty good. Um, you know, so I would like to see what he and and it's tough too. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's it. Yeah, like I said, I know probably a lot of Mac's viewers are probably more in that like I don't want to not as a pejorative, but they're kind of in that operator class, right? They're they're going to his videos because mm-hmm. they're looking for something that they mm-hmm. want to you know be able to bet their life on. And like we talked about before, I'm not. I'm not saying that you couldn't depend on any of our products for that. We mm-hmm. absolutely build them to that quality, that mm-hmm. standard. But yeah, this is this is something a little different. This would be something more for you know somebody who wants to bring something fun to the range and kind of mm-hmm. screw around with it a little bit and, and get some trigger time in with something that's not what you're going to see typically when you go to the range. And so yeah, I think you know Mac Mac might find that his audience is looking for something like that too, just something a little fun, something a little different, a little offbeat. Um, and that's kind of what we specialize in. So yeah, he says um, link he the you know I should link you guys up and he'll he'll buy one. Uh, Mac is the is the dude that will if someone can break that thing, Mac will be the dude <laughs> that'll somehow mystically break it. He he says, uh, did you talk about the Rona in the video? Or what? Why did you get yanked? Oh. No, they just yanked it because uh, I don't know why. This was way before was, the Rona. Yeah, it, I it think two it's two years be- ago. Yeah, it's because it because it's a bullpup. Did we? We didn't even show. Did we show putting it together? I know Walter did some separate stuff, and then because they were they were already going after all my bullpup videos, so I'm gonna assume it. Well, do you remember when? Do you remember when? I think it was the Waffle, or it was one of those. Did a story on like the new horrifying gun that you've never heard do you remember seeing that yeah and then like two or three years ago wasn't there something that went down in dallas and the guy used the bullpup 
I know there was a time when be. there was a time when YouTube was going after bullpups, but I think that was before we did the video. But for whatever reason, because I think we deliberately left out putting it together yeah. in the video, and and Walt did some stuff on it, like on social media. But regardless, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't show anybody how to build it or take no, it apart no. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. their rules are changing so often. You know, that's the. That's the problem. I think what might have happened is they, they, you know, they're just like even up till recently, they're going back through things and, and hitting things up. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there yeah. was I know there was an article. They, they hit uh, the firearm guy. Um, if you know him, Dan, uh, over there at his channel. Um, yeah, he did a story on one of our um, bullpups and they there was an article that referenced his video specifically talking mm -hmm. about bullpups being this big threat that, uh, mm. you know, nobody really knew about. And there was a whole article on it. It's actually kind of funny to go read <laughs> so it. If you can find it, I think it was Washington post. I'm almost yeah. positive. Um, yeah, but yeah. They, to, to them, they think it's some kind of thing. Lola said that we had to take it down and then she actually tried to put it back up and they still went after it. So, but you know, we'll, I'll, I'll try again. I've been trying different things, uh, to get stuff up. Yeah. Like I've been trying to maybe revisit it. Like if, uh, when Mac does something, I could say, hey, you know, notice Mac did something on this, so we'll revisit it a little bit or something like that. He says uh, his 10 millimeter high point is as ugly as sin, but it works. I, I will say I was scared five in the first round. Oh, like ugly like <laughs> that? Yeah. There's the shell. You got to show. Yeah, that's, that's a shell. That's just a stock. That's just that's a, a stock, stock folks. Yeah. See that? I'm fingering that hole there. It's just yeah, a stock. Empty, yeah. empty <laughs> stock. Yeah, not attractive. Um, although, you know, I think that. I th and I think we'll all agree here that High Point makes some good stuff, not super attractive. So hey, I'd be um, more than happy to take it on all of High Point. I'll take I'll take it all. You'll buy the company if they're willing to and sell then, it to you. And, no, I mean if they want if somebody just want to take it off. Oh, if the people don't want their High Points. Uh, no, I mean uh, the company. I'll take oh, the, the company. company. I'll, make, oh, I'll, okay. I'll make ten round magazines they, for. Everybody. They're not going to sell it to you. They sell a lot of guns. <laughs> I understand that, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be That's flying the shot show in the jet. Oh, you know yeah. Oh, my yeah. jet. Yeah, Max says, did you hear Facebook is going to start removing content and pages that they feel might put them in some sort of legal jeopardy? Oh, so they're going to take off all the trannies and all the drug stuff and all the... And all the uh, and all the, the rappers cussing and shooting at each other and swinging guns around and stuff. Gonna take yeah, I don't think so. I know they were going after <laughs> yeah, people that are it. posting links to uh, support Kyle. Well, of course. So yeah, it's not the party line. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's a that was a weird. Yeah. Deal. I mean, yeah, the whole whatever you think about it, I got to say, like this news cycle of the last week here has been incredibly interesting <laughs> it's been mm -hmm. probably one and and the memes too like again no matter how you land on it the memes coming out of this last week have been <laughs> some of the funniest that i've ever seen mm -hmm. um and uh yeah it's it's definitely we're in weird times for sure um yeah and, and that's where too like i gotta shout out to mac um and and the full 30 thing i know we had talked about it a little bit before but um well i guess question for you guys too on this how do you feel about some type of regulation on youtube facebook google is um, there i mean where do, you, where do you guys land between like say being a, kind of a hardcore first, yeah. libertarian well, and mm -hmm. well let's not even that we have things called antitrust mm -hmm. i mean you know you remember when they broke up the phone companies because they were a monopoly and they controlled yeah. everything mm -hmm. well, right. what's happened mm-hmm 
Um, where, 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 I don't where, think they're where, looking at the social medias as a monopoly, although some of them obviously well, are if, pretty big. If one yeah. owns, what does Google own? Google owns uh, Google, YouTube. which is the biggest search engine. YouTube and um, who's the They don't own Facebook. Obviously, Facebook owns uh, Instagram. So and now and Walmart's then, trying to buy TikTok. And, and oh, really? who owns a lot of the? Who owns a lot of the network or the, what do you want to call it? The back, the wire the back end, um, Amazon. That all this stuff goes through. Yeah, Amazon. And, and don't they all don't they all kind of uh, go the same way, their party line? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So isn't that a little bit? Well, you know, so here here's my take on this. And we, we literally, I think it was yesterday, right, had um, Jonathan from arms arms list on right and he was talking about mm -hmm. this and so there are special protections that um social media pages have right so for example if they want to take off people that they think are going to get them in some kind of legal trouble it doesn't make sense they have special protections for that they've already been given this, this special protection yes from all right. and and so right. a lot of people think we should remove that but jonathan says no if we if if we remove those special protections um, not only will we not have the internet in America, because everyone's like, oh, we can get sued, but companies like his, like Arms List, has used that to stay alive. You know, uh, there's lots of people suing him. You know, um, the Bloomberg groups and all that kind of stuff are suing him or funding people suing him every opportunity that they get. And, and it's gone all the way up to the Supreme Court, and, and Arms List has survived because of those protections. So if we advocate to remove that, we're, we're also going to suffer from that because we won't even be able to put up our own stuff. Um, I think they're just using that as a convenient excuse to get rid of people. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's where, I mean, I understand that law. I can't remember the name of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where it's, I think why people are talking about removing it is because they're, it's, it's a double-edged sword and they're getting to use both sides. They are, at the same time, they are acting as a publisher in a sense, and that's mm -hmm. kind of their been their argument is, is, well, we're not a publisher. We're not, you know, in any way approving of what's being said. We're just offering the platform. Mm -hmm. But the, the inherent problem that I see with using that as a defense then is it's it's kind of like censorship in and, in and of itself is a publisher's well, right. Well, so that's, like, what Mac, that's what Mac's saying here. If they, if they all of a sudden start moderating that content because they have the special protection because they don't moderate it, right? The whole right, thing of exactly. if, if you're if you're if you have this uh, if you have this internet service up and people can get on there and put up their own content, you shouldn't be held liable for what people do. But if you do start editing that, now you are right. responsible because you're you're saying you're editing it. So oh, exactly, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It is mm -hmm. a it's a double edged sword, and they're and they're getting to use both sides. They they're able to take down stuff they don't like while simultaneously being protected as somebody who's not a, not a, a non-publisher. And, and that's where I do have an issue with that, that government protection. Mm -hmm. It should kind of, there, there should be some type of ruling that makes it all of one thing or all of the other where, okay, fine. If you're not going to be a publisher in quotes, then pretty much anything should be able to go more or less if, unless it's say violating a, a law that's on the books, you know, federally mm -hmm. or state or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. um, and and then on the flip side of that, if they are going to be somebody that's going to curate and and do, uh, you know, certain content limitations, then then they got to fall outside of the purview of that protection because now it's you're yeah. kind of in that dicey territory of, of doing both. And, yeah. and it really shouldn't be that way. Um, so, and that's why, yeah, it's like the whole full 30 thing. I, I'm 100% on board with that. I really just want to see it take off. And it mm -hmm. would be awesome if it was 
you know, something that became kind of like, yeah, the conservative YouTube more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I love, honestly, that's, I've kind of toyed with the idea of going on there exclusively and just doing vlogs and blogs and that kind of stuff just right on their mm-hmm. site not even bothering with YouTube just to mm-hmm. see if we can get something more traction going over there and move people over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Mac is saying that they have to pick one, um, they have to pick one side or the other and that arms right. list doesn't moderate. So that's why, uh, you know, obviously like, I'm assuming Max saying that's why Arms List, you know, sh- deserves that protection versus these yep. other guys that are moderating and trying to regulate what people are putting up there and definitely editing <laughs> and putting the, you know, and adding um, their own content to what other people are doing. So, yeah, maybe right. maybe they're, you know, they're losing um, or they should lose those protections, but the protections shouldn't go away just simply because they're deciding to... Uh, you know, moderate, edit, uh, and control what's going up there in the first place. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm certainly not advocating for the law to disappear. I think the law is, mm-hmm. is sound. I, yeah. I think it's just that the companies that are using it are hiding behind it. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who should ultimately be taken off that. And I don't know, you know, exactly what that process would involve. If it would be yeah. some type of a, a, you know, class action um, lawsuit or something, some way of uh, demonstrating to a court that, no, this is what they're doing is, is publishing. It's not mm-hmm. strictly just a platform. It is a, a publishing company. Yeah. Um, and so, so, yeah, that's... Um, M- Motorboater says, I said this the other day and the arms list dude basically said I didn't know shit. Um, so, you know what? I think, you know what? Actually, what I would like to do is get uh, arms list on, maybe get Mac on, get some other people, and then we could have a better conversation about this and really get it out there. Look, I think ultimately... We're relying on the courts and the politicians, and mm, I don't know how much we can actually rely on yeah. those people. Right. So, yeah. The, the whole YouTube, Facebook, Google thing, especially this time of year, is not about protecting you from. Mm-hmm. It's it's about controlling what you think about mm-hmm. and how you're going to vote. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's way beyond telling you, mm-hmm. oh, you can't watch this video of somebody getting shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Or you can't see this gun. This is mm-hmm. the bayonet, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can't see this gun Let's because you might, have, Let's take a look you might, have, you might have bad thoughts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's Right now, it's about making the way you think. So you vote mm-hmm. for their people. Mm-hmm. You know, and is that protected? No, that's not, that's not, that should <laughs> that, not it's be. Not, it's not about it that. It's yeah. not about all this stuff where everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, they can do what they want. They're trying to sway an election. Yeah, I agree um, with you on the election, but also they're trying to sway us 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's daily life, yeah. Yeah, but what's a, it, they, they, their guy is not in office, obviously. We didn't mm-hmm. have this, a lot of this stuff going on when Obama was in office mm-hmm. because their guy was in office, right? Now that their guy's not in office, it's like they're, they tried the last election and failed. Mm-hmm. They almost got it, but now they're going gung ho. They're gonna you're gonna see before the election happens. Probably half these sites are gonna get shut down, mm-hmm. just just magically. You know your site's gonna go yeah. away. <laughs> uh, Kermit loves bacon. Says PragerU has a lawsuit going against Facebook. Uh, I think they do. Um, John okay. Crump from uh, Amoland and GOA Virginia. He got completely deplatformed off of Facebook. Uh, like what two weeks ago? And, yeah, oh, wow. and, and um, Crumpy is such a such a uh, 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 a threat. You know, I mean, it's like, and he's such a, it, it, all this other debauchery goes on all over the internet, and, you know, mm-hmm. and the booty shaking and then people screaming up and down and the 
and the and the uh, and the the child love guys have their websites and Facebook mm-hmm. pages. Does that stuff get shut down? Mm-hmm. No, you promoted. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, that's the modus operandi. You know, oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, who who am I to tell you who you can? Yeah. Um, and then Mac is saying, he, sa- he says, no, I'm assuming Mac is saying to what I just suggested. He's saying, no, I don't have a good relationship with Arms List. It's an unregulated scammer site. I've called them on it publicly. They make no effort to verify their sellers like Gunbroker does. I know lots of people have had those kinds of uh, issues. I pulled out a snippet from that conversation with... Uh, with Jonathan and I put it up on my um, on my regular channel there and I was looking at there's lots of complaints and I think obviously there's a lot of things to do and that that whole conversation was about like how come you know the community in in uh, as a whole doesn't get together behind what's happening with uh, arms list and help them out to you know to fight all these people that are always suing them and all that kind of stuff and I think the truth of it is from the conversation that we had and from listening to comments and things like that from people, even what Mac is saying here, there's a whole bunch of different issues going on. And um, to say, like, I, I know I know Jonathan, and I can get along with him pretty well. And um, I, I, com- I completely understand what a lot of people say about how he comes across. Like, So I'm a New Yorker, and it doesn't bother me that much, right? Because I'm a New Yorker, I'm, I'm used to dealing with people like that. But I see how... All of those things, when you wrap it up together, there's people who are like, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do this. But I think at some point we have to figure out how to come together here and fight a lot of these things. Otherwise, they're just killing us on different fronts, you know, and some people are left out there fighting on their own. And then we're left out here fighting on our own over this and nothing. And then eventually the next thing we know, we're all soy boys in the Matrix, (laughs) you know, and that's that's the worst part. So. Yeah, well, it's it's death by a thousand cuts, and it's mm-hmm. you know divide and conquer. And if they can pick off, like you said, little groups here and there, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Um, and and yeah, it's it is a weird um, situation we find ourselves in, where it does seem like we're not super animated to fight for our rights. And it is hard. Well, everyone everyone it. fights for their own stuff. The hard part is, right. is for us getting together. And I and and I know it's difficult sometimes, just because people don't like someone else's face. You know, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm like that, too. I'm not trying to talk about anyone else and not talk about me, right? Sometimes I'm like that, too. I'm like, I don't like that person's face, right? But, you know, like the, the ultimate place we're all going to wind up if we're not thinking about all of this is we won't have a voice. Right. You know, that's just the thing. And we're just going to wind up in a position where we don't have a lot of choices. You know, the, the choices get super limited I'm not saying that's going to be bad for us in the long run, but in the middle of that, there's going to be some big, some big issues. It's going to be a completely different lifestyle that we're all living. So, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's your, yeah. I'm just curious, prediction now, mm-hmm. who do you think's got the election come November? Oh, boy. Trump. Okay. Walter, Trump. Trump. Okay. There you go. There you go. Walter says Trump. I think. you have I, a reason I think, for that, Walt? I well, look at the look at the debate. Look look at the get look at Nancy Pelosi going to get her blowjob. Um, mm-hmm. it, it does, you can't go get your hair cut without you know jumping through all these hoops. But the Speaker of the House, she can go and do whatever she wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, it depends on where you are. I don't live in uh, San Francisco. I live in a in a semi-free state of Florida. 
I, so my barbershop, my, my barbershop is you could do what you want to do, right? So I go there yeah, without I, a mask. It's all good. Some people come. I in can with go masks. get my haircut too. You yeah. know, it's not mm -hmm. a problem. Mm -hmm. But don't preach this crap. For sure. And then, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like you know, you you need to have universal health care, but I'm going to the best hospital in the whole country. Absolutely. You know, yeah. To get fixed, you know, it, it, it just. And, and, and the riots, riots and riots and riots. And this is not protesting. Going out at midnight and, and burning stuff is not protesting. Well, and the fact that, that the, Demo the Democratic Party has given a signal to the leaders in a lot of these places uh, to, to stand down. You know, uh, let me get this right. in. Uh, shout out to uh, Rain. He gave us a super chat here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, military Arms Channel also hit us up here with a super chat. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so Walter, you're saying Trump because the yeah, people the, are tired of the nonsense. Yeah, I mean, even, I can't even. Yeah, yes, Trump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that is if we get a real fair election. Now, if if the monkey business and might go on with the mail-in ballots, which is a, a scam job for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I'm not a mail-in ballot person. I don't believe in that stuff. If you can't get up and, or I mean, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's the other type? Instead of mail-in, but the uh, absentee ballot. Absentee. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. But having this across-the-board coronavirus, you might get sick, mail-in ballot thing is bullshit. So, yeah, the idea that you can't get out there and go vote is complete nonsense. Um, so I'll give you my opinion um, bef before you give us yours, Andy. I, I think if you ask me right now, um, I feel like there is a massive silent majority out there, and that probably gives a, um, an edge to, to Trump. I think there's a lot mm -hmm. of people tired of this. It's gone on for a long time. It all comes down to me to who gets out there and votes. You know? And I right. think that people seeing all these riots and the lockdown and their businesses going under, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what comes out of that. Um, and, and I hope it's a good thing. Let me... Uh, get a couple of things in here. Armament and Axes gave us uh, a six super chat bucks. here. It's six bucks. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. He says, well, here's uh, here's this at Military Arms. <laughs> okay, there's a little bit of a, of a, a super chat war going on. Uh, Max says, I think Biden will unfortunately win due to jacking with mail and ballots. They will steal the election in key swing states. Uh, you know, I don't think so. Um, so that's a possible, and then military arms channel up the super chat to seven bucks, to not be outdone. Well, all I got to say is Springfield Armory coming out with a new AR-15 before the election. Okay. Remember what they did before? Yeah. Remember I they know. came yeah. out with the Saint because yeah. they thought Hillary was going to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think, Andy? Where do you think the election is going to go? So we're both saying we're sliding it for for Trump. The two of yeah, us. Yeah, you guys are thinking Trump, yeah. Max going Biden. I'm, you know, if the election were held today, um, boy, it's it could be 50-50. I would maybe, I'd maybe give Biden the edge today. Mm -hmm. Just ever oh, so slightly. Oh, you're going with Mac. You're going with Mac. I get it. I, I think Mac is right. <laughs> I mean, when I look at the data, uh -huh. and, and not that it couldn't be wrong, and I think Walter mm -hmm. makes a great point. I think there is a silent majority out there that is afraid to say anything. Mm -hmm. And I, I swear, too, if a poll ever came no. up in my, you know, on my phone or whatever, somehow I got to answer, I would probably just lie and say that I was voting for Biden just to mess with them. A lot because... of us ignore that crap. A lot of us uh, oh, yeah. ignore that stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think, yeah, I... 
I don't think there's a lot of animation for a Biden presidency. The candidate Biden is not drawing people out. When you look at the people that show up at his no. um, speaking events, when He's he rarely insane. has them. Yeah, we got eight yeah, bucks yeah. from nope. Arborman and Axes, by the way. So that's, awesome. going, that's going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I think, yeah, I mean, I would probably give him the edge right now. But but October is always the month. I mean, think about it. Like last last time around, October was the most explosive month of the entire election cycle. It was you had uh, um, Comey coming out and saying, oh, actually, that whole uh, Hillary thing. Yeah, we're looking back into that because um, we think there might have been some shenanigans after all. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, barring some type some type of thing like that, I think Biden has a pretty good chance of winning it. Um, if somehow, let's say, his health is a huge concern, he's got another two, three months here that he's got to try to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very real possibility that he maybe starts to fall apart in a in a totally noticeable way that that you know people can't deny, ignore anymore. Biden, so. uh, yeah. By the way, Mac matched it with eight. He matched it with eight, but I think that was a technical error. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's still going, I guess. Um, you know what? So I think they did schedule one debate, right? Am I wrong? I thought there was one debate yeah. scheduled. Yeah. This this is so silly with this debate <laughs> thing. He is so – Biden is so scared to get out. The, the Democrats are so scared to put him in front of Trump. Um, yeah. You know, it's like they know what will happen. And, you know, and who knows what Biden will say. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, oh, yeah, did you see him in – was it like Pittsburgh or whatever two days ago? Um, I've seen several videos. I saw one video where he fell asleep. He just straight up. Yeah, I saw something about <laughs> sleeping too, but it's, I guess it was nowhere on the news, right? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah I don't know. This, yeah, his whole like yeah. talking about coronavirus being yeah. the worst in a hundred years and that whole thing was just like, oh man. Yeah. All right, this is getting rough. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I, I mean, I, you can tell he's just not. Yeah. He's not what he once was, and I, I I do feel like he's being used as a pawn in this a little bit, and um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad that way, and it's certainly sad for the country that yeah. we're at the point now where our president has been so, not only, I mean, he's obviously, he's, he's been his own worst enemy in a lot of things, I'm, I'm the first to admit it, I, I don't think he makes all the best calls, but he has certainly been maligned and, mm-hmm. and absolutely targeted 100% by the media, and I, I can't yeah. imagine that if he were treated like Obama was... Uh, I mean, like how do we? Clinton. How how can we? How can we pin the racism that exists in America, which I'm not I'm not telling you it doesn't exist. I'm telling you it exists. Racism racism exists everywhere from every race, right to every other race. But how can we pin that on Trump, that's been president for four years? How can we pin? Uh, you know, there's uh, I I think that the police violence thing is overstated, but there is issues with police violence right and there's definitely issues with the police that even us as gun guys we've talked about how do we pin that on trump though right well yeah how, how do we pin that on individual how do level. we pin yeah. covid19 on trump it, yes it happened under his administration and they were out there working on it but how do we pin it how do we pin it on them how is it not uh, something coming from an exter- external source? And we see even the, the guy that he has up there dealing with it, Fauci. Fauci goes out without his his mask. Yeah. So oh, and, and they need. Do, I mean, this know. is something they need to hammer at home. I'm, I, if I was his campaign manager, I mean, let's be honest. Trump, it, it actually played really well to his strengths, which were mm-hmm. China's a problem. We need to take this seriously. We don't know what could happen with them, whether it's on the trade economic side 
we don't know in this case it's a virus mm-hmm. if he had really hammered that home and i wish he would do it more like hey this is what i was talking about four years ago like we we don't know what externalities come from dealing with a country mm-hmm. like china and this is a perfect example of that and even back in what january or february he was the one of the first guys beating the drum to say let's shut it down no mm-hmm. more uh flights in from italy or from china everyone cried racism everyone said this is you know trump's well, uh yeah well, asian american the- prejudice yeah, it's just that kind of stuff where yeah. I, the feeling it's a, it's the, fe- the feeling that we're getting from it is an inflated uh, is an inflated one that people have because of the pressure from the media. Let me get this out there. A couple of things. Um, let me get this uh, shooting gallery. Ne gave us ten bucks. Thank you. There he goes. Um, he says uh, from shooting gallery. Ne at armament and axis at military arms channel. Dominoes. There he goes. And Max says. Um, Max says. Uh, Max says, if he skates out of the debates, it will be harder on Trump. If the debate goes down, it will be epic. He will say more stupid stuff. Um, He says, I swear Trump will get under his skin and he will go full corn pop on Trump and take a big swing (laughs) at him. Uh, Someone needs to take his Twitter account away from him until November 4th. I think Max is talking about Trump there. Probably. How, how, How long has Biden been in Washington? Uh, how many decades? How, is it, how many is decades? It 30 years 40 or something 40? years? Okay. It's 40. It'll be 48 if he if he wins, I believe. And so. Wow. And now you're blaming me because I've been here for four? Yeah, this insanity. You've been doing 30-something, 40-something years, and you ain't done and, shit, fella. And he had That's eight years in the White House. Yeah, and you so. were hanging with an old crap he said about Pakistanis and blacks and that he didn't want his kids going to school with blacks and everything else. It could be a jungle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just oh, went yeah. away, though. That doesn't matter anymore. I'm changed. Well, you know, I'm, I'm better now, right? If that people are so actually going to go vote for... Look, I don't really think people are going to do that. I really think that a lot of people seeing all the rioting and all the destruction, the people who... Most people in America thought things that happened that kicked off the protests, you know, that these were valid complaints that people had. But those people then also think that all the the, the rioting and burning down cities and the destruction that came behind that is 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 not valid, right? And that the right. that the politicians are standing back and letting it happen. And obviously, the cities in America that are suffering the most with those problems are run yeah, by Democrats. Right. So if yeah, you have right. a brain and you're looking at it. I don't think you're going in that direction. So it really comes down to who shows up out there to vote, which is why they're trying to fight for this mail-in ballot thing and then talking about. But they're hedging by talking about the post office because ultimately when it comes down to it, I don't really, you know, we're going to get the same people voting that always vote, man. Everyone in America doesn't vote. I really think the folks out there who are tired of this, you extra need to get out there and vote. But I don't really believe there's anything we could do to get people who don't vote to get out there and vote. Yeah, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, there's a lot of folks that act like we do, kind of like gun people mm-hmm. that don't like Trump mm-hmm. because of whatever reason. Just like when Obama was running against Romney, mm-hmm. Romney's Romney's a, not my favorite person, but I'm not going to vote. I'm mm-hmm. not going to vote. They, they act like children. You know, so you're going to give us four more years of some J.O. or you're going to you're going to let Biden come in and you think it's going to get better when he mm-hmm. he, you know, I know I'm not going to vote. I can't vote for him. He's he's not presidential. All this mm-hmm. kind of mantra you hear mm-hmm. from people. It's like 
come on, man. You got to go out and vote and you got to you got to keep these people out, whether you like Trump or not. Ask yourself. I I would say to people, ask yourself, what America do you want? Before this (laughs) COVID-19 thing kicked off, I'm not talking about like an, an awesome thousand percent perfect America. Before all of this stuff kicked off, we had a good economy. Lots of people were working. Lots of businesses. Lots were of black started. people were working, yes, by the way. Exactly. That's uh-huh. true. You know, we had all of that going on in America. We we still had issues, right? No one's perfect. No nation's perfect. Okay. We're the, we're we're pretty, we're close to that, but we're not there. We ha- but you ha- everyone was good. We were good and getting better. And now we're going backwards. And it's uh, mechanically engineered going backwards when there's issues happening that we could clearly fix. We have the ability to fix the issues. But if you want to all of a sudden start like taking the money from the rich people who aren't going to give it to you and doing all this crazy thing these guys are start talking about, and you want to give them four years to dismantle America when they've had about six or seven months to start pushing everything backwards, go ahead, man. You're going to live in what you create. Um, yeah, no, it's it. And, and one thing, too, I think the, the big thing that I really have come around on Trump and I'll be full disclosure. I will admit this now in front of the whole world. I did not vote for Trump in the first election. Mm-hmm. I voted for Gary Johnson because I, I had some serious concerns at the time um, that he was not going to be as we'll say um, conservative as he he came across. Because it's like, well, let's not forget he was a Democrat like 20 mm-hmm. years ago. For sure. So I was I had. And and just his whole style and everything too. I I felt like it might alienate people and in the long run destroy the Republican Party. And I think the exact opposite. <laughs> the Republican Party's been destroyed. <laughs> it's destroyed itself. <laughs> the exactly. Republican Party. You you got to look at look at the Democrats. The mm-hmm. Democrats, no matter what happens and who's the candidate, they mm-hmm. always fall fall in line and get in line. Look at those debates they had. Mm-hmm. They were talking shit about each other and yeah. and Trump this wasn't, and Trump didn't win because of the Republican Party. And a lot of the problems he no. has since he got into office is because of the Republican Party. I'm you not saying he doesn't to. have issues. He does say a lot of crazy he says crazy stuff. He's right. too complimentary to some people like, "Oh, we, we have an awesome relationship." There's a lot of things going on there, but, but that's that's a negotiation thing. You you got to understand how you negotiate. Yeah. How do you when you meet somebody? If you don't meet me the first time, what are you doing? You sack, sorry sack of shit. You're gonna. I'm gonna go get the fuck out of here. I get it. I get it. First thing you do is you come. Hey man, how's it going, man? I really like your stuff. Now whether you do or not, mm-hmm. you, you make friends. You influence people. Mm-hmm. You read that book, make friends and influence people. Yeah. And then you, you know you go from there. You don't come in in a negative kind of thing. So I get that. He's, but he also he baits people with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he yeah, comes yeah, out and sure. starts taunting you on on taunting. That's another negotiating thing. Taunting you on Twitter, like he's done with the Democrats for four years, and before he got elected, they can't stand it. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. oh shit, he's talking about me. Yeah. Like we, we like we talk about him. I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. And 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 they they lose they lose right. That's what they do. Yeah. Right? Max says me too, Andy. I felt he was too cozy. To the Clintons, I uh, miscalculated, but I did vote for him. Well, I voted against Hillary, really. Gary had an anti-gun uh, baggage, didn't like him. Um, I think, like, I, I think we all, a lot of us fall into that category, even though they're, like, very strong pro-Trump guys. But if you ask me what I think about the job that he's doing, I'm not happy with some anti-Second Amendment stuff that was put out and that he did. But I think overall, he did a good job here because um, we're actually still functioning, even though we're deliberately trying to break America right now. 
right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're, still, we're still functioning, even though we're trying to break it. Yep. No, he's, no. So just think about that. His Absolutely, policy, yeah. His policy... Oh, I, I, oh, go ahead, Walter. Go. I was going to say, Trump's policies are not anti-American. The Democrat stuff for the most part, is anti-American, mm-hmm. period. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where I think, where, where I've come around the most. So I, you know, I was like the big Austrian economics, like hardcore libertarian, let's just open everything up. And and when I was a kid or younger, probably in high school, um, I was almost kind of like a, a mercantilist where it's like, let's try to maximize kind of what Trump is saying now, where it's let's ex- uh, maximize exports. Let's get that number up as high as we could. Let's not forget too, like the best era. And I think what, Trump harkens back to when he says, uh, let's make America great again. I think people take that, his enemies glom onto it and they say, oh, let's go back to the racism and the Jim Crow and stuff. And I don't think that's what he's saying at all. I think what he's saying is, if we go back to that 50s, 60s, we were the world beater. We were the one that had just won two world wars. We were the only superpower on earth that still had its industrial might intact and everybody wanted our stuff. And so the American worker was at a ultimate uh, high for their price of labor relative to the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, I don't believe... And, and I don't the dollar believe, was worth a lot of money. Yeah, I right. don't believe I don't believe the racism stuff. He's probably, you know, um, and, and I know that a lot of people consider Bill Clinton to be black or whatever, but he's probably <laughs> the only person that's been president other than Obama that had, bef- before he was president, he had a relationship with a lot of people in Hollywood, rappers, etc. Right. So the Absolutely. idea that a guy who grew up in New York City is racist is crazy. I don't know Trump. I knew his mom before she died when I worked in a hospital in New York City, and she came up there a lot. And her um, her driver slash bodyguard was a black guy. And that people might think, oh, so what does that mean? That's like driving Miss Daisy. No, you could hire Italian, Jewish, you know, you could right. hire you could hire Irish or whatever you want to. But no, they, I saw their relationship and I saw how she acted and treated people, including myself. That's baseless. I think that, you know, if there was really something there, we would have already seen it. Oh, absolutely. And, and two, it's, I think Tim Scott the other night, he, okay, he's phenomenal and he's going to be like, he's going to be the guy that's going to have to really take up the mantle going forward here. Um, but in his speech, I, it was so perfect and it was exactly what I wanted to say for so long. It's, Look at not just what they say, but what they do. And it's like, look, okay, look at the overall effect of the Trump presidency on especially the black community. If he really hated or there was an animus towards the black community, he would not spend so much time doing things that dozens of other politicians had the the power to do but didn't act on. And he's doing it. That's that's actually helping. And I shouldn't even just say the black community, but let's just say the the um, maybe the forgotten class of American citizens, the the people that everyone gives service to, but doesn't actually lip service to, but doesn't actually serve. And he, he stepped in and he's working on things like trade, working on things like illegal immigration. And those are the things that really are hurting, um, especially the black community in this country, because you're competing against all these other um, foreign companies, foreign workers. And now on top of that, if that wasn't bad enough to be competing against a billion Chinese people, you're also competing against 20 million illegal aliens who are also on our own soil. And, mm-hmm. and so yep. it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, if Trump really hated the black community, he would be pushing for things like uh, abortion. Um, it's like three times more uh, black people commit or have uh, abortions than, than whites do. Um, Preach it. Look at, uh, yeah, look at, look at the school system. Uh, poll, well, if you what? poll any black community, you'll find, I think it's something like 30 to 40% more. I'd have to look up the statistic. Uh, black families will prefer school choice over white families, but you'll get, 
the rich white elite who tell you that no, oh, you got to go to public school. school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They say you got to oh, get indoctrinated. They, they teach you to be a good leftist. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the mm-hmm. defund I mean, the police. Another one. It's like that's where that's police. where your mind gets enslaved for sure. Oh, it's it, it's absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting, and it's so frustrating because it's like what Tim Scott was saying. It's like you can say all you want. I don't care what you're what you're saying when you give a speech, but what, look at the results. Look, and we talked about it before. Look what happened to the black community everywhere Democrats run something. And and I shouldn't say that it's Democrats alone, because I think what it is, is it's it's a mentality that comes in after success. You be, America has become a victim of its own success. And, and that's really what it is. An area gets rich. The people at the top start feeling guilty about it, I think, is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And then instead of actually addressing the real issues. It's also a mentality the- that you need someone else to save you. When you have that right. mentality, people who want to trick you and usurp you are going to come in and say, oh, I could save you, black man. Let me let me take over. I got this. And then they, oh. they give you they give you all kinds of symbolic crap. OK, and then you <laughs> fall for that nonsense and they don't actually give you anything. And then they tell you, oh, this guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And and that's what that's probably honestly the, the most destructive single thing I think the Democrat Party has done. It's not it's not the welfare state. That's bad. It's not the gutting of the inner cities and and the creation of uh, rent controlled ghettos and, and places like that. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest, most ugly thing they ever did was propagate the lie that there is going to be a thumb holding them down for the rest of their lives, no matter what they do. And that if I, I would love to do an experiment sometime where it's like if you if you were going to have, let's say, two people uh, complete competing in a video game tournament, just for example, video games are a great example of this. But let's say you had two people, they were going to play a video game against each other. And you told one of them, the other guy has cheat codes that he's going to be using. And if you win, we'll give you five dollars. If he wins, we'll give you five dollars. It would be fun to see as a control. Let's say they didn't tell that to either of the people and then they told it to one of the people and they didn't tell it to the other person and see which one plays more. Because if you're playing that game or in this case, if you're going through life and you believe that everyone is around you is cheating or holding you back in some way, why would you put the effort in to try when you know that you're at a clear disadvantage? And that's the that's the real ugly part of it, where um, we've propagated this this narrative that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, you're the always going to be a second. hold you down. Exactly. And that and that just undermines, <laughs> like, I know I, if I was told that growing up as a kid, like, there's a whole class of people out there who don't want you to succeed. That would absolutely destroy my motivation to do anything. And, well, and I think and that's there, a there, huge... there, there are people definitely out there that want to take advantage of you, but they, they don't care what color you're No, no they want your vote. They, they just want, want to take advantage of you. <laughs> Exactly. This is what they want. Yeah, that's what what matters. Absolutely. Listen, listen, we are way over nine o'clock. So Lola will either leave or leave without me or I mean, but this this conversation just got really, really good. (laughs) So that's why I didn't want to that's why I didn't want to cut it off. I wanted to make sure I got you guys to, uh, you know, get your opinions out there because they're very good. And 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 um, and I see that going on in the chat as well. But I'm going to wrap it up so that we can all um, get get off and get going here and do our things. Here's what I want to do. I want to thank everyone in the chat for for joining us. Um, I I'm going to ask Andy to tell us real quick how folks can get in touch with him, follow up with him, support Hightower Armory. How can they do that? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so if you go to HightowerArmory.com, that's our website. Um, again, we have a number of different products, uh, largely in the bullpup field, bullpup conversions. Um, and uh, uh, follow us on Instagram. We're there. Uh, Facebook. Um, 
trying to think what else. If you ever have any questions, you can always just email us directly. It's info at hightowerarmory.com. Um, and then we do have our, our Hank 10% uh, code as well. So take advantage of that. If you're looking at getting anything, that's been active for a while. Um, it's just, I think it's Hank 10. Uh, oh, okay. I got to do more. I got to do more to share that. Yeah, use I didn't that know Hank, that. Yeah, use that Hank. Yeah, to, yeah. Make Mac use the Hank ten code when he. When yeah, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll work with Mac. I, we'll, we'll give him the we'll give him the Mac code. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, um, no, I really appreciate. It. Thank you so much for for having me, guys. It's mm. it's really really fun to do this and a big honor to be a part of it. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. You well, are very welcome, Walt. Tell the folks out there um, how they can follow you, keep up with you. Uh, you can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube on Safety Over Firearms. Also on, um, I'm over on that, uh, what is that? Parlor. Parlor, but I haven't posted anything yet, so, so I'm going to work on that too. Yeah, and you're on Minds. Uh, you're on Minds. Yeah, I'm on Minds. Yeah, I yeah. haven't posted anything over there lately either, but yeah. uh, my mind's kind of busy. Ha, ha, ha. That wasn't funny. Anyways, uh, okay. you can check us out on Instagram too and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on Instagram for Safety Over Firearms. Also, there's Dirtfoot Racing. I do mini bikes and go-kart stuff. That's over on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And then there's StenParts.com, too. Okay. Awesome, yep. awesome. All right, let me do this. Let me thank everyone for joining us here. Remember to go to HankStrange.com. I'm going to roll in the end. Everyone stand, uh, stay there. Thanks so much to everyone for the comments and all that kind of stuff. And Mac hanging out with us longer. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i get in touch with Mac and see if we can figure out to actually get him here on the show so he doesn't have to spend all that time uh, typing. Let me roll in the end right now. <laughs> all right. Shout out to all you guys out there. Make sure to smash the thumbs up and so ring that bell so you can be notified. We'll see. Okay, we're out of here. I don't know. There was some kind of crazy noise coming in there. I don't know. I don't know if you guys even heard that, but who wants the last word? Who wants the last word? Last word to the people out there. I'm going to say get out and vote. Doesn't matter what you think about yeah. what we're saying. Get out and vote. If you don't go vote, don't. I don't want to hear from you. And the vote other side in of this. person. Yeah. Vote in person. Yeah. Uh, on the other don't side of this, you don't vote. Uh, I'm not going to listen to you. All right. We're out of here. Thanks so much. Thanks to Andy from Hightower Armory. Please go there. Use the code HANK10. Uh, save some money when you go there. Make sure you guys uh, visit Safety Harbor Firearms and all this stuff. Thanks to everyone out there. We really appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Friday. We're out. Peace. Nice.